0: hey what's good what's good what's good welcome to reflections of a dj the Roll podcast presented by dj city and beat source i'm one of your hosts dj crooked we got jamie the great in the building Yeah. we have alex heisey what up what up content creator our editor big shout out to never never forever we have a special guest today there's a recent article and billboard released uh saying like bootleg remixes used to be frowned upon now they're turning songs into chart hits you know, this producer DJ we have on the podcast today might be the poster child for this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I'm a subscriber to his Patreon, as as many of you are. Yep. And, you know, somehow only through this podcast am I able to meet Filipinos from New York. And I'm, I'm very happy <laughs> to meet my second Filipino from New York shot to get live, but we're very happy to have DJ Eccentric in the building. Eccentric, what's good?
1: What's
2: good?
0: What's, what's good? good? World, what's yeah. good? What up? <laughs> what's up? What's good, fam? You're the second Filipino I have met from New uh, York. I, <laughs> I didn't realize. And he um, lived here all his life for I the know. most part. I've, real- I've lived there all my life, <laughs> and I've never, met, I've never met one Filipino person. I really thought it was just the West Coast. You never. Thing, had a loop you guys PR were hiding. <laughs> you we're hiding or somewhere. You hiding know. In, in the depths of Queens. Or, I don't know where, they, where you guys are. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know where you guys are in Queens, but you're somewhere over yeah. there. Well, yes, the so Filipinos
3: and Mexicans were really rare out here. from what I no, no,
0: nah, nah, like when I was growing up in the '90s, Mexicans started taking over the blocks. They, they started yeah. taking over Spanish Harlem a little bit. Started taking the work. I, Nobody I, wants. I Started seeing La Onda. <laughs> oh shit! You know? it's, it's La Onda <laughs> started. started popping up a little bit. Yeah. No, nah, no, nah, but uh, you're from Queens you're born I was, in, I was
2: born in queens yeah and then i was raised in long island
0: so. raised in long island yeah so were you raised with like hot 97 hip-hop yeah and that, yeah and all that shit
2: uh, i know how some people from new york they would be like oh long island doesn't count no, know, no no certain yeah, certain yeah. things but we got everything that new york city got you know yeah, yeah. same radio stations hot 97 power 105 and you know Z1, yeah, same all, Z100, that yeah, all, yeah. <laughs> all that yeah so you can ktu came, you
0: came up definitely as as like like a new york new york bread motherfucker like yeah with hip-hop r&b oh everything. yeah
2: yeah i mean that's how i got into the game yeah so. for sure i,
0: yeah. I definitely hear I, yeah. I i definitely hear that east coast love of r&b yeah and everything you're doing yeah, yeah. For sure it's funny I, I went through my my music library and i have uh, i have i have edits for me from 2011 like uh, yeah i, I uh, think i think you got famous in 2010 for like a drake remix right you did a Drake edit,
2: yeah. I did, I think far as far as like article based like internet, like yeah, yeah. like Fader picked up on it and stuff. So it, like,
0: it was posting an OVO, and I yeah, used to hear OVO, it at yeah, all. Yep. I used to hear it at all like the functions. It was yeah. big in LA yeah. too. It was
3: yeah. massive in LA. It yeah. was just
0: like, it was part of that like high energy be more. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I forgot it
2: was um it was the blend with uh, uh, it was. Uh, it was over the Drake song and then DJ Sega, um, Sega the, Sega the, the, the B. B, yeah, yeah, his Baltimore club.
3: Yeah, I know
4: way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year. Who the fuck are y'all? I swear it feels like the last few nights we've been everywhere and back, but I just can't remember it all.
0: I remember I used to hear that shit everywhere, so I, yeah. I have I have that, and then I have like these kind of random like. R&B edits from the 2011s oh, yeah, yeah. How, like, do you, how, I don't know if random. you remember some of these
2: you got to play them I don't know I don't like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably bad but go no no go. no no they're, they're not bad
0: it would they were like like one of them is this Aaliyah, if your girl only knew it's like the VIP oh, remix.
2: Oh, right. okay. okay. you remember that? Is that the one with... Drunk with, Master Flex? Yeah, which is a.k.a. DJ Benzie. Benzie. Oh, that was uh, his first name. That was like his alter ego. Okay. Right, okay, Mickey Minaj. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want <laughs> he want me to say, say that, but... Uh, <laughs> Exposed. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> but that I, that was like the early... You know, I'm sure we'll get into it, but that was the early days of when Ben and I kind of grouped together. And yeah, before
0: Twerk. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so like... These earlier edits that you had yeah, um what do you call it? I mean, I downloaded them probably through d j city or something probably
2: d j city or like when the blogs or like music blogs were really yeah. kicking yeah, yeah yeah, you know, I would try to like hit up the editors and stuff we would be like, yo, can you post this <laughs> and, or do you like it <laughs> yeah type of thing
0: i've got some I've got some good ones like uh, there's a uh, you know there's the the Chris Brown look at me now with the bass shackers oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember these? Or I like... I
2: remember it. I don't know if they sound great, but I would never play it today.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but... uh, yeah, like blurred lines. Okay, have, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. the blurred lines and the uh, the love you down. Yeah. eccentric. I was I was, it was funny. We were talking about the uh, the love you down edit you you
4: made. Yeah, like that's a a the personal
0: And I was like, "No, I have the first one. I've heard, I have the first Love oh, You Down' yeah. joint. It's the VIP remix." And like, well, that
2: actually, that came the second time. Oh, around. oh really? They were so, fighting each other. Yeah, so the one that's like on streaming and stuff. Yeah, that's the original. Oh, it is. But for it took a while to get on streaming because uh, at the time my management they got it cleared with like Ultra Records. Mm-hmm. So, like maybe like three or four years later, it actually was on streamings, but. The one that you have that VIP was the second. It was just me trying to like keep going momentum with the uh with the edit because like big people were playing it like Diplo yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, so. so that
0: edit is is from the 2011 era then that yeah. original one. Yeah. So you just try to make like a more dantier. Yeah, version? because
2: at the time, like for me to really get into like electronic music, I was making be more like Baltimore clubs, right? And and you know Jersey Club was there, but it wasn't jersey club what it is today or even like the second uh recycled version of it but um but be more was really like my thing that i wanted to make Mm -hmm. so like a guy from new york trying to make be more like at the time i'm not really thinking that but i'm just want to make it because it sounds dope it just sounds dope you know and then i just made it and then i was like oh this is a cool version like i want to make like a different version so like those vip edits and stuff was just to kind of keep going with these like edits and stuff like that like uh, keep it fresh Uh
0: so like like, uh, when you started like producing and like making edits and getting into this did the production side start or did the dj side side start
2: the dj part started for me okay um you know like dating back to like when i was like 12 and stuff like my sisters would have like cassette tapes of like biggie and stuff like that and and I'll Your be older be, sisters? My older sisters. They're like 10 <laughs> years older than I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because they don't really listen to rap rap like that. But, you know, you'll get like an occasional single. You know, back in the day, we used to have like the the single with the instrumental and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, with yeah. the cassette tapes. So I would use like my dad's like karaoke machine because he had a little cassette player in it. So I would play it and then I would just like listen to... Like these beats, and then they would have the instrumental in there, and I was like, "Oh wow, there's no words on this and stuff mm. like that." So I'd be, I would learn how to just kind of like see the structure of songs and stuff like that. And then, um then like, I wasn't trying to be a rapper, but I was just like writing down lyrics just to see what Biggie was saying, and so I was like, "Oh, that's cool," and but not even knowing what he's even trying to say at that time. So, but then there would be like on the flip side, be a remix. Mm-hmm. So. Initially was the uh, one more chance, yeah. Where it was like it was labeled like hip hop mix or something yep. like that, mm-hmm. and it was a different beat. It was the boom boom yeah burn, burn. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I remember it had the instrumental on it, and I just remember just looping that, just like listening to it over and over again. And and I was like surprised. Like I was like, why is it different than the original? Like I didn't understand why right. it would do that. So those early days, and then watching you know, music videos on MTV and stuff and like uh MTV jams and TRL. Like those were the days where I was just really getting into like the music side of it.
0: Wow. When, when you were like hearing the beats and you kept listening to it over and over, were yeah. you kind of like, were you trying to separate each instrument? Like kind of like you wanted to know like what patterns the drums were doing and then the bass and you, try to see yeah. like how they overlap together.
2: Oh, I mean somewhat like I wasn't, too technical with it i yeah, was just yeah. like trying to pick up just like the sonics of things and and not you know obviously not be like oh this is i didn't know what a snare or a kick drum was and you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. or like a, even a bass line i was just like oh that like it's ooh it's boomy you know like yeah. that so <laughs> like and but the most important thing of it was i was like bobbing my head to it like it was like there was a rhythm mm-hmm. and like the groove and that was like the big thing and that bounce so um that was like
0: the first initial thing that really spoke to you right that was like to analyze i was like why
2: like this is crazy like what is this right you know so i had i was more attracted to the beat than more like more so like lyrics and Mm. and even to this day like if you tell me like a song like i probably won't even know the lyrics i'm just so focused on the beat because if i if i listen to somebody's song it goes straight to the beat
0: right 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 so then how did that how did that start evolving after that
2: uh so I was a big Neptunes fan, which, yeah. uh, you know, if Obviously. you follow me, a lot of people know <laughs> How many mixtapes, how many uh, Neptunes mixtapes have you made? I mean, as far as like mixes, or maybe like two, but like as far as like the actual like blends, I probably went up to five volumes and yeah. wow, it's like over hundreds and stuff. So, so <laughs> I was trying to stop at like two, but it just like people just kept asking for more.
0: I mean, um, it, I mean, we all love the Neptunes, but then like I, me being Korean, I'm Asian, you know, right, but, but yeah. like just knowing that Chad Hugo was a part of it, maybe yeah. even like identify and yeah. love it even more. Well, that's yeah. the, that's yeah.
2: the big reason why I got into the music mm-hmm. thing was because of Chad. Right. Um, I, I forget which it might've been like the grinding video or somewhere. Like I saw something on TV where, um, Like the funny thing is like the first Neptune's beat I ever heard or I even like kind of figure out what it was, was it was the Backstreet Boys, uh, the call remix. Mm. I don't know if you remember remember the call remix. So like it like the music video played on TRL. And then again, I was like, man, the beat is different. It doesn't sound like the original. And then when the credits came up, it said the Neptune's remix. And at that time, uh, you know, the Internet was started to like download the music. So Mm -hmm. I remember searching it. And then they're like, and I looked up Neptunes and then like a bunch of stuff just started like loading up.
3: It was on and just (laughs) Yeah. And
2: then then when I go watch uh, MTV Jams, Jay-Z comes on, right? And then it's like, I just want to love you. Right. And I'm like, oh, I love this beat, but not knowing that's Neptunes, right? So then once I started like researching, I was like, this song is this song, like they're all from the same people. So I'm thinking it's just Pharrell because he's always in the the face. He was the face. Mm-hmm. Right. So then when I saw like a random interview, I saw there was another Asian guy. And I was like, I was like, who is that? And then I went and I did a little research and it was like, oh, he's Filipino. Yeah. And <laughs> that's where it like, it was like, a, a, light, like yeah, a light bulb hit me because where I grew up in Long Island, it's just white people. Yeah. So in like in my graduating class, I graduated like two. It's like a big school. So it's like 2,000 kids. I may be like two or three Asian kids. Right. Right. So me trying to find who I am and like trying to find a space where I was as like a Filipino American type of thing. So I didn't know where I fit in Mm -hmm. because I never saw anybody like me do something. So before I even got to the music thing, I was doing like uh, graphic design. I was doing art stuff. And I thought that's what I wanted to do until I discovered that's what I,
0: that's what us Asians do. We yeah. do
2: arts. <laughs> you we, guys have we, we played piano. You <laughs> we went to we, school. Yeah. for We that. play
0: violin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> anything artsy. Yeah, <laughs> we open uh, dry cleanings. You know, yeah. eventually
3: either a nurse or a mailman. <laughs> Some yeah.
0: Korean groceries. We do all of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, but you're right because it's just like we never you never picture you're like. Yeah. it's not possible right like it, yeah like this is like a crazy thing like and then when you see something like chad hugo yeah or even when i saw bobby lee for the first time like doing stand-up right. on tv i was like yeah whoa oh, holy like holy they shit us <laughs> in. Like, yeah. there's like asian comedians like they let him in yeah you know I, i've told this story before but even like my uncle seeing like hearing about me djing like a vegas nightclub you know the right. first thing he said was like wow they let you in you know it's yes. just like one of those things where yeah. you're just shocked that yeah they let they it's let real, us in though. yeah yeah it's, it's, crazy, it's crazy that crazy.
3: chad hugo was like your first time you saw this thing you love which is hip-hop and then he's the representation for you guys right right that's that's just what is do-
0: the dope shit about it is it's like you know especially i would say you know with with a lot of things but especially with hip-hop it's like when you see predominantly black and latino faces and then you mm-hmm. see like an asian face yeah. or something you're like yo, that dude has to be so dope that they fucking accepted him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's like one of them, and they like he's so dope and he's so talented, and, and got like, the cosign. They fuck with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like yo, you kind of want to be like, you want to get to that level where you like yeah. you're, you're good enough where like these talented motherfuckers like they let you in. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. It's no, it's dude. a great, it's a beautiful, man. it's yeah. a great feeling to know that it's possible. Because then you're yep. like, holy shit! Then it just opens, like all yep. of these things start you know all these sparks start going off in your head yeah Yeah.
2: and that's how i always look at things like if i could see somebody else do it or if i see there is a chance yeah i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna go do it it's so so crazy so then like so
0: all right so you got you see chad hugo (laughs) i know you actually want to talk about neptunes too but i want to i want to keep going with your, your story so like you see chad hugo and then what's the next step what do you instantly what are you thinking in your head
2: I was like, I, then I started, you know, YouTube back in the day wasn't YouTube nowadays, but yeah. I would try to find anything in the studio with them, just like, like, just working. Like, kind of scenes footage and stuff. Yeah, and uh, I would see a couple things and I would, like, watch, like, a few interviews and, and uh, at the time, like, Chad was really, like, talkative during these, like, days of, like, the early Neptune, so I would just watch them, like, uh, you know, make the beats and then I would just start finding more of their songs Mm -hmm. and then and then I just started to connect the dots again I was like wow they did this they did songs with Britney Spears and stuff so once I figured that out I was like how do I do this and I think at that time I just started seeing um like I knew what a DJ was but it wasn't really like in my face like that to like say oh I want to do it yet until uh, like a cousin of mine, he he was like a scratcher. He was like just kind of like a bedroom scratcher. Yeah, yeah. And that was like kind of like my first time, like really like up close and personal trying to see what it did. And I remember like my dad having like a record players, but I, you know, you know, when you see it on video, you're just going, you know, trying to scratch it right, or whatever, right, just right. like playing around. But I wasn't ever serious like that. Um, until like, again, I'd just be watching random videos and I was like, oh, there's, you know, the DJ element of it. And then I think I did see Chad, uh, like just on the turntables, right? Like just, uh you know, scratching, doing like some crazy stuff. So then I was like, oh, maybe to get to there, to that music production or whatever, even though I didn't even know what that meant yet, I was like, oh, maybe I need to get into DJing. Mm. So that kind of like started where I liked, I was like, all right, these, uh during this internet stuff, like I started finding like mashups. So I was like, how do I put these two to two together? You know, and then I was like, oh, I got it. This is what DJs do. That's what I thought it was. So I would, you know, I couldn't afford turntables at the time. So like I was really savvy on the Internet. So like I would just find like programs and like, you know, I I think it was like virtual DJ, whatever I could find at that time to kind of like put my ideas together. And so I started off with that just on a computer base. And then once I, like, able to, like, save up, I've, I bought, like, a friend of mine who was selling his turntables, it was, like, a couple of new marks or something like that, mm-hmm. right? And got a mixer. So then I just started, that's kind of, like, the early essence of me DJing, was just playing the the little mashups and stuff like that, then getting into, like, the actual physical DJing aspect, and then I'm like, okay, so now I got to get records and stuff, then this is obviously before Serato and stuff like that, right? Maybe like right before Serata started hitting. But yeah, I would just get records. And then I would just like be in my bedroom and just learn how to like blend songs and and do that. But I think in my head, not knowing at the time, but I didn't, I wasn't sure where exactly I was going. Because usually when I do stuff, I have like a goal in mind. Mm -hmm. Never like an end goal, but just like kind of a direction. So like when I started DJing, I was like, where do i where am i going with this am i just gonna do it for fun but i knew that i wanted to create music and play it so i was just doing it uh and not really knowing anything i'm just like learning it on the fly yeah and then yeah it's just and then it just made it and then <laughs> and then you know this happened so
0: <laughs> it's it's funny because it's like your whole process throughout this it's very like you're very alone yeah. yeah, it's like you know, it's yeah. all curiosity. Alone. I figured everything out. Yeah, own. it's yeah. it's it's kind of like because when I speak to like you know like you know other DJs, you know it's very involved around circles of people. My brothers, yeah. like, my, you know my friends, yeah. like the neighborhood, or there was like this OG. I carried his records. It's like this whole community based. Yeah. yeah, and it's like I don't know. If, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people and a lot of DJs and producers just like you where it's very like it's a very solitary process from yeah. the beginning right
4: yeah, yeah i mean my experience was all alone too it's like, all alone yeah. i started doing music um just playing instruments and yeah. making beats and i didn't really know what djing was uh, until like maybe freshman year of college yeah and then i found out about it and i was literally just learning through the internet yeah. and by myself for the yeah. most part
0: so interesting to me. <laughs> it's funny because like when, yeah. when i was coming up it was you know we were always around somebody you know someone yeah. on the block was rapping yeah. and i was djing i was beatboxing i was doing it was like always around people yeah.
4: youtube university yeah. didn't exist yet i mean
0: it, <laughs> i mean you know what it is too i think it's funny because like i've even within the DJ community we've always kind of hung out with each other it was like circles of people yeah and then people listen to the podcast where like i've never experienced any kind of community before Right. like because because the djs are kind of like all alone the loners right. it's such a like right. solitary process for yeah. a certain generation of of djs
3: yeah because maybe you, f- you feel like nobody's gonna find it as cool as you like, I don't
0: I don't yeah. even know if, it's, if Deconst- it's about
3: that. Maybe it is cuz it's like you find sounds and you want to de- deconstruct them and then they sound like and then
0: it's it just No, I think it really has to do with the internet because now you're at a one-stop shop where you can get all the information whereas where I was coming so up I had to go to a record store. Yeah, yeah. I had to go somewhere. I had to go to yeah. so many different places to gather yeah. information. I had to talk to somebody. Yeah. There was nothing I could search online but yeah. when you're in the internet It's really just like, oh, okay, you're just going down rabbit holes and rabbit holes and rabbit holes. And then four hours later, you've been watching, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Neptune's videos
2: with Chad Hugo talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was essentially my community was the internet, like message boards and and stuff like that. Because, you know, where I lived, nobody really was like talking about the same thing. Like, I'll bring up, yo, Pharrell, and people are like, who? Who's that? (laughs) For real? But if I say Jay-Z, they're like, oh, okay, whatever. But... You know, that's where I had the connection with the internet was just people were liking the same things I did, you know?
0: It's funny, like, there's so many Neptunes fans, right? So there's so many yeah. de- uh, generations of Neptunes fans. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, your encounter, your first encounter was a Backstreet Boys remix, yeah. right? Yeah. What was your first Neptunes encounter, uh, Alex? Um, Probably Frontin'?
3: Frontin'? Mystical. Uh, mystical? Okay. Shake Your Ass or Danger? I think he did things.
0: I'm not sure he did things yeah, he did it, it was yeah. mystical so so yeah. interesting for us it was like it was nori, you know oh, right yeah yeah well, for well, us. Well, well,
3: well, well, yeah yeah, it
0: was just that whole that whole nori era, and uh you know, even some of the shit he did with mace and stuff, yeah, you know, early on, and then we were like, yo, this is insane, we've never heard anything like this,
3: yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything before that, but I think it was mystical
0: yeah well mystical was like a little bit late it was like a a little bit later yeah yeah but But it was all around the same time yeah around year to year by
3: the way it seems like a like a long spread is only like four years apart from the beginning to that no for sure yeah but
0: uh i'm curious in your youtube you know journey with the neptunes and chad hugo yeah was there anything that chad hugo did or said that really resonated to you that maybe you still remember now or you know
2: i don't know um I wouldn't say there's like a particular thing, but yeah. I think it was just him doing it, right? And just like the actions he was—he didn't have to like physically say anything because he was pretty much like a quiet, you know, he was a right. quiet guy. But I saw how much fun he was having, and then you know when I they started do the NERD stuff, then he's actually on stage mm. and having fun and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, that is, that is possible. So like there was nothing physical, like verbally, that he said, but it's just like seeing him there, like you know, on TV. was like, oh, wow, he's famous. And, yeah. like, it could be possible, so...
0: I think it's interesting when you saw him DJing, you were like, whoa, that must be the beginning stage. Yeah, right. that's right. level one. <laughs> but why... I'm, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think, right. what made you deduce that that was the beginning stage? Or like, maybe I gotta start there. I don't know. I think it's just... Because it seemed the most feasible, because he was just playing a record, he, or he was just fucking with a He record. was just like...
2: Again, I think it was, like, the fun factor of it. Like, oh, he was know, scratching, just, he was manipulating it. He was like, oh, that's where... Yeah, he- but then... During that, also that time, I started following A-Track because mm. I was a big Kanye fan. You know, I'm still a big Kanye fan, but, you know, it is what it is. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, Don't worry, <laughs> He likes his old stuff. But, yeah. like, <laughs> once uh, A-Track started DJing for Kanye, yeah. um, I started, like, you know, researching A-Track at the time. And then and then he started doing the Fool's Gold stuff. So that's where I started, like, when I was doing the Be More stuff, when I was, like, playing around that uh, with that stuff. Then the electronic music kind of side of me came out. So then I saw the a track, uh, the Fool's Gold stuff that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, okay, cool. Then I thought I then then the DJ AM section of my life came in too because once I started doing the DJing thing, I think somewhere in my mind I thought I could be like that and like become this turntableist and stuff. Seeing what my cousin was doing. I was like, oh, I could, I could scratch and do all these like tricks. And then when I saw AM, you know, take it to a different level, I was like, oh, I got to be like that. Mm. I tried to like, not that like I didn't practice, but I think I was trying so hard that it wasn't really working for me. <laughs>
0: you were like trying to force it. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. And like if I kept going, I probably could have been that, yeah. but. I was like, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't. I just had to be real with stuff. Like, like even to this day, like you won't see me scratch. You won't me like that's not been a big part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought when I first got into my DJ journey, I thought that was like you had to do that, like because that's what everybody was telling me to. Mm-hmm. Do. Like, right. you got to learn how to scratch and do this stuff. So like, mentally, I was like trying to fo- like trying to force myself to do it, and to that point where it's like. When I'm being forced to do something, and I start to be like, I don't want to do it anymore, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, were you learning
4: you, by like watching DMC tapes or like, yeah,
2: just like, and even you know, again, YouTube University was yeah, great yeah, yeah, at yeah. the time <laughs> Um, because again, no, I didn't have anybody to really like teach me. Yeah. How to, so, like, other than maybe like my cousin would here and there, but it was never like like this is how you do like the yeah, yeah. baby scratch you know all that all that stuff like there's no knock and I mean, obviously you know it is what it is but like for me it was never something that i gravitated to i
3: find it funny because well i downloaded my first like dj clip it was from a uh, lime Wire, and then funny enough it was the routine from scratch bastard doing the the darth vader uh oh the star Star wars Wars routine and i was like wow i've never seen somebody do that (laughs) and then i'm like so you gotta come be that creative and then yeah of course you try to be fucking scratch bastard you realize you can't because this motherfucker is not a human
0: being (laughs) I'm, i'm wondering what's your favorite like um What's like this, a Neptune song or what's a song that really made you realize that you could make beats and made you, planted the seed for you to start making beats? Which Neptune song? Or uh, any song. I'm assuming it's Neptunes because... I, that's his
2: biggest know, influence? Because of the, you
0: know... You was should, it in yeah. sync? <laughs> Seems like it was so
1: influential. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I would probably say uh, like Run to the Sun. Run to the mm, Sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's probably like my song. most favorite i guess neptune song beat mm-hmm. wise yeah um there was just like a feeling it's always like a feeling with me uh because i'm not classically trained in, in in like instruments and stuff it's all by kind of by ear and it was just learning so when i heard that there's just there's a lot going on in there if you like really yeah. like mm-hmm. deep dive in it um but that goes a lot with a lot of neptune songs you know as base if you like break it break it down it's pretty simple as far as like chord progressions and stuff but the way they use like which sounds they pick and and like the sonics it's like pretty intricate so like when i heard that i was like oh i gotta make something like that or like just start making something you know
0: that was a really great era for them i feel like that that like those i don't know if it was a i don't know what years they were specifically but those two n-e-r-d the first ones well the n-e-r-d but it was also like around the same time as the justin timberlake first album. oh yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. it was 03 '03 '03 to 05 era i kind of call it like the quincy jones era of of uh the neptune yeah because it was like they were making all of this like very michael jackson yeah uh like updated michael jackson sounds Sounds. sonically and obviously like when we when we hear interviews now a lot of those beats were made for like Michael yeah, Jackson, yeah, yeah. but and it was like for me the instrumentation, the layers, the tracks yeah. that they put into it. Like yeah. even there's a throwaway track on. Well, it's not throwaway, but no one really plays it. Is that one Justin Timberlake uh, last night? Oh yeah, and oh, one yeah, of yeah. my yeah. fucking. Love and I remember song. when it came out, we be it was like the early jam. We play early like eleven o'clock. Yeah. In the two thousands, but like you know the, the the changes in that song are so amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the way it flows, like yeah, I was. That's really like to me the peak, uh Neptune's era yeah. for me, just because of the instrumentation and everything that they were doing. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. They yeah. weren't. I feel like NERD was the, the what they were doing commercially, but on steroids. It's like y'all can mm. keep this, but this is for us because the NRD fans that would go to the shows, it was mosh pits. It was just, yeah, it was like chaotic and it was amazing. But it was again, it's like. This is for the labels and for the commercial and this is for who's really fucking with
0: us in a sense. It's funny. I, I was. I, what was their first single? It was like, uh, if you think of Harley, you think of a Harley. Uh, lab dance. Lab dance. Yeah, I yeah, was dance. like, what are they doing with this? Cause yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had. No, were you like that too? A little bit. Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, there was a. If you remember, there was two different versions. Yeah, there oh, yeah. was like a live instrumentation live, yeah, version. And there and was the, the, the Neptune version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was, I think that was the first one that came out. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, and then when they came out with the second, the live one. Live one. I was like, oh wow, this is. I felt like that was better to me. I but, had
0: thought the live one was better too. Yeah, me. yeah. That's yeah. Right. But I was like, "Yo, this this rap is actually like it's, it's like, like rock and roll ish. No, it's punk-ish. not even that good. Like, yeah. I, I'm not really like feeling this. Enough. Oh, it was like, in lyrical enough for you? No, no. I just it didn't <laughs> seem. I was just like, where are they going with this? Cause Everybody, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because I was just like, you know, well, that was much later. Yeah, it was way later. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, oh, we're yeah. talking about the first album. Right? Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah, because yeah. that's when we were like, what the fuck is Nerd? We were like, kind of getting excited that when we had when I first heard I was like what the yeah what the fuck is this like skaters rock and skaters and everything and trucker hats and so what when was the first time you just started getting your hands dirty with production
2: I, around that time like around 2000, 2000 2001. so you know, were kind
0: like, of juggling DJing but also like slowly building yeah. production shops so
2: at this time like I was you know I was DJing spots but you know I wasn't like you know at heavy you know big areas and stuff it was just like local stuff just uh. You know, just get my foot wet, and then, like, if somebody wanted me to open it or whatever, I'll play. But at that time, I was so, uh, like, into, like, really pop music at that time. Like uh, what? Like what? Uh, you know, like, I guess because of the Neptunes, like, they were doing a lot of Britney stuff and right. Justin stuff. I started, like, and I was, like, I'm not ashamed to say this, but, like, I was. that's why I like the ba- the Backstreet Boys song is the f- thing that, I like, clicked for me. Because I was, like, listening to a lot of, like, boy band shit. Mm-hmm and i was just like i don't know i was just so into like the different even like the one hit wonder boy bands and stuff like from like different countries and stuff i was like really Hansen. handsome hanson like bb <laughs> mac and stuff so degrees. like i was just like the the melodic as- aspect of these songs and stuff that just more wow. like gravitated to that so that's why i was like a little pop heavy mhm so and if you remember like during this time it was like lmfao and like fly right, rider right. and uh you know all those type of like weird those 128 like, kind of yeah
0: like borderline electro everything was yeah. getting a little more edm yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah
2: and you know and, and then at the time i was still doing like those B more like edits and stuff or we trying to take like something that's up tempo and make like a mashup and what's then, the
0: first B more edit that you heard that you were like holy shit what is I uh, it is uh mr postman well, of course postman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
2: so that changed everything that yeah. changed everything. Yeah, and then like Samir's theme is uh, you know that's album. crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was those were the those were the hits. Was, yeah. Those were the anthems. Yeah, and I just I just thought it was funny because they would take the weirdest songs and like flip them and like miss the postman. Like, what would you ever even think about like listening to that song on a regular? <laughs> and they flipped it, so I was like, oh wow, this is cool. It's like up tempo, but uh, but yeah. But during that time, I was just playing those type of music, and mm-hmm. that's all I heard where i was living because like we have this like station called uh i think it was like party 105 or what it's like the cheesiest uh all those type of music so that's all i kept hearing and that's where i guess my my ears started like gravitating to and not thinking that is this shit's kind of corny but right. like but i liked it at the time so i was just playing that stuff but i was just doing you know those type of gigs and whatnot but at the end of the night i'm just like it's kind of not really what I want to do <laughs> so then I would go you know into my room and start making stuff that I felt like it was cooler and, and then just send it off to the internet because like I was cooler on the internet but then if you took me and put me in a different spot like where I lived you know essentially I'm just like a regular regular guy playing regular music and I was like this is not ultimately my goal you know I want to
0: you want to Deez. be the cool guy on the internet, like you yeah. want to be the persona of whatever that cool guy on the internet is. Yeah. So is. like
2: whoever sees me as cool on the internet, I would, you know, want to see me live as, you know, the guy from the internet. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I want to talk about the, the early edits that you have, obviously yeah. there, there would be more edits, right? Yeah. And now we're, we're kind of moving towards, so when did you meet Benzie? I met because uh, he, he's like in Michigan or Detroit or something. Or yeah, yeah, he
2: lived in Detroit at the time. Um, at this at, he, I only knew him because he was doing those mixtapes a lot, mm-hmm. um, like with Big Sean and these right. uh, uh, other of uh, Mike Posner and stuff like that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. And at the time he was putting out these mixtapes where it was all like edits, so I always wanted to be on I felt like I could make something that could fit his mixtape because at that time it was like oh if you get on a Benzie mixtape it's like a big deal so i just i think i just reached out to him on twitter and i said oh how can i send you some stuff he's and then he's oh just here's my email so i just sent him a bunch of this is a different twitter this is like a different this is 2009 twitter when when everyone was friendly
0: if you reached out to somebody yeah they would would actually it it was such a small community it was like oh if you're on this app you must be cool
2: so Yeah. yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I just, I just send him a, a a pack of stuff. So don't do that
0: shit now. No, don't do that now. <laughs> that shit won't work yeah, now. I well, maybe it might it. work. It yeah. might work, but I don't know. I remember I used to tweet <laughs> to
3: J. Cole, and he used to like my stuff. And I was like, oh,
0: you
1: yeah. got yeah, it. It was, it
0: was a different <laughs> era.
2: He's not even on the yeah. internet, it, right? it was a so different era. So I
0: don't want era. motherfuckers hearing that shit. Be like, oh, that's all it takes? So it's He's just got to ask his Hey, people. Jay-Z.
2: Suddenly hundred DMs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, was, it was definitely a different era back then. <laughs> so then you guys connected. Yeah. I send him some stuff. And then he's like, I guess he heard like my potential. And mm. then um, I think he played in New York one night, like on a random like Thursday i don't know even know the box i don't know if they still have it yeah
0: here. the box uh where it was like more theater a little bit Yeah, it
2: was like a burlesque type thing yeah, After yeah, yeah. hours still, and stuff it's still is open it still there yeah that's crazy
0: uh, there's a bunch of djs that still kill it there uh, that's great yeah eric lapo shout out to eric lapo's so over like, there yeah i yeah.
3: think uh uh marty was speaking about this last night that i was like oh what is yeah. the box guys everyone
0: yeah it's funny like the box like yeah that's that's years now decades yeah. now like it's still here everyone yeah. still wants to go there they have like it's a burlesque show, but they have like weird fucking yeah. sexual yeah. acts and it's stuff. Pretty crazy. Like yeah. really, it's like
4: super exclusive. Or? It's
0: ex- it's kind of exclusive, yeah. but it's like when you're going in there, you you, you got to be super cool because you're gonna see some weird shit. You're gonna see, you like, <laughs> see some crazy shit. No, yeah. there's like weird, like 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 people throwing up and yeah. people like fucking like you know weird shit. Yeah, just well, be ready. Yeah, it's it's fucking wild.
2: I think, yeah. yeah, they warn you like after two a.m. It's like some crazy shit going on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think they were, he was under a a management called Mood Swing at the time. Yep, we know Mood Swing. Yeah, Yeah. so they had like a showcase I think that night. So he told me to come through and I never met, obviously I'd never met him at that time. I didn't even know what he really looked like. you know i had to like look up on the internet just to see what he looked like so when i come in there i'm like where is he and then when i met him i was like dude this dude is tall as fuck like (laughs) he's like six three six four i was like holy shit And he's like this tall bald guy and i was like oh yo i'm I'm eccentric and and he's like oh what's what's up and if you know ben he's very like very awkward sometimes so like that first meeting i was like I, was like, I don't know if that was like cool <laughs> type of thing. Cause he's very like, he's bouncing off the walls a lot. Yeah. So if we ever meet, meet him, but uh, that's where I first met him. I didn't really get to really talk to him that night cause he had to go DJ, but yeah. I met him for like five, 10 minutes. Were you nervous? A little bit, a just little? because it's like. Did I you mean, like
0: get your outfit ready? You're like, nah. not you put it on in the box? Nah, nah, like, nah. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> kill him tomorrow.
2: <laughs> not like that. It's the um, first day of
3: school type of outfit. <laughs> yeah. going on. He's looking at it from the bed like damn. I'm thinking gonna <laughs>
0: think I'm really cool with these sneakers. I'm thinking of the she's all that movie, you know <laughs> oh, where the, when the kiss me songs yeah and then the Richard comes on. You know, oh, Eccentric's man. coming down the stairs. <laughs> Slow We're hearing the guitar like... Right. So, you,
2: so you meet Benzie,
0: right? You link up with him. Yeah. yeah. So we link, and
2: then uh, maybe like a month goes by and he's working on a mixtape and he's like, oh, I want you to, you know, here's some files, some songs. Yeah. And I want you to flip it. And I actually made one of his mixtapes and stuff. He'd made it into All like right. a collab where he's like, oh, you and I should do it or whatever. So we put it out and then that was like the biggest thing in my life at the time i was right. like oh wow i made it, like i made it on the Benzi thing and uh it was like cool to like tell people and stuff like that so um i think as the times went by i just started to keep creating and then i think he started to notice that you know there's some talent there and stuff so uh he was very heavy in uh like mad decent he was like you know he was talking to diplo like every other day and stuff And he kind of saw where the sound was going, Mm -hmm. because this is the time when, if you remember, like the trap stuff Mm -hmm. in the EDM world was like, Mm -hmm. like Flash Adams, right? Even like the like all that stuff was started. Like, but at the time, it was like really trap stuff. So, and like DJ Snake, so like everything was kind of sounding the same. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think from the story what he was telling me, he, uh, I think Snake sent him. Uh, turned out uh this is when bird machine came out so that kind of like changed shifted that edm world where everything was like 70 bpms or whatever like right th- like you know traps trap arms up and then it was they, like
0: the the harlem shake dubstep era right right right, yeah. right
2: and then snake dropped the bird machine which was like 100 bpm like essentially it was like a twerk record right mm-hmm. so it's like uh,
0: sped up it's like a cross between boom and like sped up nolia bounce yeah right yeah yeah so that's aggressive start- nolia bounce yeah. yeah yeah.
2: so that started like really bubbling in the edm world and then uh ben just kind of he's like i think i know where the sound is going mm. he's like we should try to do like a mid-tempo kind of like like a kind of like a nola bounce or like just like a manny fresh like a an ode to them like a new orleans bounce type of thing i was like oh really he's like a like, little john like back in the day you know stuff so uh we were like all right we'll we'll just like dabble into it so uh at the time we didn't really have a name but he's like well, we should do something because i remember because i was at work at my like real job because i did like uh, i was doing graphic design at the time so i was working my nine to five
0: so wait with the the graphic design yeah. you've been kind of doing that throughout like high school and
1: uh, yeah yeah in yeah. and, college and college in and col- yeah but as soon
2: as i graduated college i was like my first day of work was like started doing what you know i graduated for so it's just
0: like illustrator it was like yeah. layouts with, yeah and i
2: worked because i worked at a digital press like company where it's you know uh you you would essentially have like the the news like magazine like the old fashioned printers and stuff but mm-hmm. i worked like the digital stuff so it's like a smaller end of like the big press or whatever. And I would deal with other people's files and all the boring shit. (laughs) Uh, But during this time, I was still making stuff. I was starting to get my name starting to bubble on the internet and stuff like that. So when Ben reached out and said, like, we should do something together, he says that he was at a Walmart parking lot. I don't know how true this is, but he said he was at a Walmart (laughs) parking lot and he called me, which he did. But he was like, I have this great idea. We should do uh, a duo uh, the sound like we just do mid-tempo like uh he said twerk but we didn't obviously we didn't name it twerk at the time But he's like we should do like twerk stuff and then i was like okay and then uh then we were just like running through names and he's like we should just call it a twerk team i was like no 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 like <laughs> oh there was a twerk team because there was then. a twerk team but I was yeah, like, yeah. To them. yeah and i was like I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we should call that twerk team but then uh he's like we he's like The bright idea of this is, like, if you were doing trap music, right, and you just said your name is Trap, you're going to be essentially known as the person that does trap music, right? Right. So then his bright idea was, like, oh, if we do twerk music, let's just be called twerk. And this way, everyone is just gonna think of us. Mm. No matter how many people make these twerk records. Yeah, so the brand's it's, really strong. Right. So it's it's a genius and sneaky. Yeah, it is. Probably- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, but we made it cooler. So we just did twrk. Right. You know, at that time where everybody was like just cutting out different letters of the name, so we called it twrk. But we never announced who we were, and I, even at that time, I was like, I don't think anyone's gonna know who I am but like maybe they might know who ben is but i was like it didn't really matter to me so i just like happy to be there type of stuff so Mm -hmm. like we were just making uh a bunch of records and stuff and i made uh a set it off it was a diplo record set it off i don't know if you remember but i made a essentially was like a twerk rec uh remix Mm -hmm. and we had mad decent like post
4: it's about to go down ladies
2: at the time soundcloud is popping at this time so yeah. like, if you got the right account with a big follower like a mad decent if they reposted your thing it's like gold it set yeah so when they posted that it was just like it was off to the races because people were like who's this tw or who's this twerk right right and then we just start building making more like we did a nola clap remix We were Badinga, so right? But it didn't happen yet. It
1: didn't.
2: So I think we did like three other. Uh, we flipped, uh, it was called Living Room, but it was uh, a flip yeah. of. Uh, oh, the uh, Eve, let, let, me let me blow your you right. right Yeah, let me
0: blow Right. Which is like, which I still hear now. It's the most sustainable, uh,
2: yeah, work remix that you yeah. made. Like, I still hear that yeah. shit now. Uh, yeah, some of the. I mean, if I look, go back and listen to this, some of the old ones, I'm like, Ugh, this is <laughs> of, it, <laughs> You've come a long way. Yeah, but I think it, what worked for us is us coming from like I guess like the open format world. We knew what would work, essentially for like dance floors. If it wasn't like a EDM festival or whatever, mm-hmm. it would still work on both ends. So that's why we were flipping those type of songs. And not, like, super heavy drops where, like, it would just throw people off.
0: I mean, I I will say, like, you you guys made a ton of shit, you know, from Helicopter, right? Yeah. Dinga, Nolia. Um, I mean, what you guys made is probably, besides DJ Snake, probably the more well-known and, like, the more elegant of all the twerking mixes. (laughs) Well, some of them were respected. they were, like, 85%, they were, like, horrible. Well, you know. I knew
2: we were onto something. Yeah. Is like Because Ben is known for doing these uh, mixtapes, you know, obviously the mixtapes, the right. long mixes yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he would always outsource other people's, uh, you know, remixes so we can do it like a full hour long mix. So when we did our first Twerk Volume 1, it was so hard to find anything because nobody was making it. We were like, if you listen back to that Volume 1 we were going back to just like old Lil John songs or Ying mm-hmm. Yang Twins songs. We even had Ying Yang Twins host uh, that mixtape because yeah. they had a song called Miley Cyrus. I don't know if you even heard it. It's pretty bad. <laughs> but they were trying to like, because we told them what we were doing. They're like, oh, we got this record and we want to like join with you guys and stuff. So we were essentially trying to help them, but like try to, you know, get off of their, their like success and stuff. So uh <laughs> We were outsourcing. Everyone's trying to get yeah, off. Just yeah, get, just get. <laughs> Thank you for being so honest, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we were
1: just really We yeah. were I mean, like, twerking like, we can get off on them. Yeah, it's like, we can get off on them. Crazy. Hey, yo.
3: We're uh, so white, you so, so, yeah.
2: Uh, But yeah, I, yeah, so we just like made that uh, mix... And we couldn't find anything. We were we were the only ones doing it. Right. Until we got to the the second volume and everybody started Lucky. doing it. Yeah, yeah. And I all remember. these, all these other, other groups started popping up. I was like, damn, we did something. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's always about doing something different, you know. Yeah. Either seeing the curve or just doing something in a different way yeah. that, you know, someone's not doing currently.
0: But that was your, like... Kind of childhood, or like you, 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 you were growing up to all of the. Shit. You were twerking to that. You were twerking. I was in
4: college. Yeah. You, in were college <laughs> you were going off. I don't know <laughs> if I was going off. <laughs> you were going off. You were,
0: off. You were in college.
4: <laughs> you know, bouncing around in your it crap it boy easy, house.
0: <laughs> oh, You're like doing a helicopter, you were doing all that shit <laughs> on Vine. Seven seconds. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it's yeah.
3: really it was like, big yeah. on
0: Vine too. The twerk remixes on Vine. Yeah. <laughs> We're
3: fucking oh crazy. Yeah. I just remember
0: everyone like playing like all of these Travis Porter edits, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Why am I hearing all this shit?" Like, there's all these re, redrummed and then re-twerked shit. And yeah. like, I remember it went off for a few months in the club scene. About four to five. It didn't really like work. a few months. It went off, and then it just got really played out. And like,
3: it got yeah, oversaturated. So quick. because
0: I, I think it was such a great idea, but it was I think. The genius of it is like, is like you, it's, a, it's about taste, right? So you yeah. have to have the right taste because the actual formula for it is somewhat easy. Right. right? Yeah. It's yeah. an easy formula. It's really about like the producer's taste and how they put it together. Right. But right. even since day one, I feel like you've always had that kind of elegant taste for certain oh. things well, thank you know you. Thank you. but I mean, you kind of sense it though right yeah and yeah. In, in what you do and what you hear you're kind of like wow that would that that's just not something yeah. i would do
2: yeah, yeah. i i know right off the bat especially right. if i'm working on stuff like just like drafting ideas and stuff i can know if you know one thing with vocals with this particular sample sound good or whatnot because you know especially nowadays there's so many uh tools that could get you like you know mixed in key or whatever that tells you if this song is 4a and this song is 5a like essentially that should work right as Mm -hmm. far as like techno aspect but i would say 80 90 percent of the time it doesn't work because you know it's not that tech you know it's not down to that line where like it has to be so Mm -hmm. by the book because there's certain things and factors that you got to really like listen to and stuff so i i'm pretty good as far as that to like pick up on what sounds good and stuff i guess so i feel like i'm a head of the curve of, of some people's so. yeah yeah
4: did it, you ever learn any music theory or piano or anything after the fact or has, is yeah still- a, yeah after the okay fact, yeah.
2: yeah i mean i'm pretty good at it now um yeah. you know i at the time i was just guessing yeah so like if you listen to like my older stuff which i that's why i don't want to like some <laughs> so maybe like the 808s are out of key like you know Got what i mean it. so like you know, you know i didn't know about like tuning stuff and and, and whatnot but, but i think that's that's kind of dope yeah like yeah. you know
0: when i listen to the wu-tang 36 chambers oh yeah it's, it's just 30. raw yeah, it's, and there's a yeah. grittiness to it yeah, so yeah. for me i'm like everything being in key and clean It yeah. sometimes it flattens everything right and i think when there's a grittiness like I've always just followed feeling and energy. Yeah. yeah. You know so what, you what I'm think, saying? Yeah. And, I, and if the feeling and energy of things match, I'm just like, fuck it. Like, yeah. I don't even care if something's like a little offbeat. Yeah. Sometimes it just makes it just sounds more raw yeah. and gritty. Yeah. But, you know, like, for me, like, the feeling uh, and the energy is, like, if you follow that, you can never fail. Mm. Yeah. But if you don't follow it, you, you get into, like, murky territory. Yeah. But somehow with your recent production you've broken that rule and you've made it work. Do you understand what I'm, I'm, I'm talking about? Right. I feel like you take high energy, up-tempo songs yeah. and then you turn them into slow jams. <laughs> right,
2: right, right. Do you know
0: what I'm saying? So yeah. you're kind of like breaking the rules a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're like kind of, you're, you're playing with like double time, yeah. Yeah. but you're going backwards, which right. not many people do, which right. is kind of genius because everyone yeah. speeds up right but it's very rare for someone to kind of slow down i mean they did it with trap you know they would take up temple shit and make a a trap thing yeah Yeah. but it wasn't elegant right and it wasn't sustainable right like we don't do it now but you found a way to kind of break the energy rule that i that i always kept and then you made these like recently you've been making all of these slow jam up temple songs yeah and like everyone's obviously kind of copying you now you know (laughs) <laughs> I'm hearing a lot more Of these like Double time songs yeah, With like yeah. you know With yeah. like slower jam beats Which is like You know That shit happens You know Yeah 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 Which is genius Cause imagine like You hear a song You'll be like You know what
3: A pretty fast song you be like You know what This will go with even faster beat yeah. But the way he went
0: He's just like No But <laughs> you, you know I, I wanna talk about Your, your Cuff It The Weather Remix Right yeah. Since we're talking about it now Since yeah. we're I mean we're talking about energy and we're yeah. skipping We're skipping a period And I wanna go back Yeah but since we're on this this conversation of energy you know like to me i would have never thought to put those things together <laughs> And then after I heard your re- I heard your remix and I said this is really clever. Yeah. I said this is really dope. And I was like I remember when I heard it, I'm like but you know, where do I play this? Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying like right. what's the purpose of this? <laughs> no for, you know, because I'm a club guy, yeah. you know, and and I think one of the things you know, I've been trying over the past maybe since the pandemic yeah. and since the Twitch streams, I've been trying to like Approach music differently yeah. because I always approached it as like a club, right? Yeah, uh, working DJ. So annoying. So even when there were so there were some good songs that would come out, yeah. I wouldn't download them because I'm like, what's the purpose for me? Right, right. Like, right, what am I going to do with this? Right. Like, what situation am I going to be in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, as good as your song was, and as much as I was like, I was like, oh, that's really dope. Yeah. And I'm like, but well, where am I going to play this? Right, right, right. So, what's the point of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it blows up, it gets bigger, yeah. and and then, like you know and then beyonce picks it up you know yeah and then she recuts her own vocals on oh, it it yeah. becomes an official remix yeah you know yeah. and you know it's getting played i mean ross one he did the uh rock nation all oh, right uh, yeah the, I saw the rock yeah. brunch you know and it's right before the grammys and like we, we're seeing little uzi verd and like all these supermodels and like <laughs> yeah. all these celebrities singing along to that song yeah i uh, you know in tuxedos and gowns and and i'm just and i was like you know it's one of those moments where i'm like wow you were really wrong about this shit like, yeah. <laughs> you were really off now you showered to it <laughs> <laughs> you know and <laughs> it's it's one of those things that really changed the way i approach music because yeah. i'm just kind of like wow you really cool. have to you know and over the past few years i've really learned to just be like if you're something good just fucking download it and yeah. then, you know yeah and then and i feel like what you're doing right now is it's kind of it's it's happening on the West Coast more than I see it on the East, right mm-hmm. but it's this new like revolution of parties, right, where right. it's you know everyone's calling it throwback parties, it's a lot of day parties, yeah, you know it's like you know a lot of diverse people it's it's, it's a lot of different remixes and edits and music is being played right, but it, to me it's like this this revolution of vibe, right, it's a vibe era, yeah, whereas like. You know, and it's kind of like as a working club DJ, we're all on one energy, which is like, how can we get it up, down, up, down? Right. And then the vibe era is this very kind of slow, Slow. gradual increase. And then maybe it goes down a little bit again and then goes up again. When you experience these parties, for example, like Hickey's and Dry Hump's right you know uh sunday brunch with miles medina right. shout to oh, Jules, by the way yeah, in san diego yeah, yeah, with nopa slaps arm and ribs you know yeah. what arcade's doing in san jose a lot of what's happening in cali in certain cities yeah that i'm seeing especially in san diego and san francisco by the way the the bay is doing an amazing job like yeah. you know, yeah. really the djs are really coming together i've said this before but i'm really impressed by how the djs are coming together to literally curate the sound of a whole city of a whole, yeah. Of a whole area, yeah. Area, yeah. Three cities are just. But I feel like you are kind of leading, like oh. sonically. Right. I could be wrong. I could be making you know judgments. <laughs> I could be making the wrong judgment <laughs> I don't right think now. You're wrong, but I think I feel sonically with these edits, yeah. you're one of the main key factors leading um, this revolution or this movement. You know, right. but I want to I want to talk about this edit. I want to kind of deep dive and break down. Yeah. When you heard Cuff It and what you were thinking and how long it took for you to kind of like try, try this uh, yeah. this edit that you made
2: or this remix yeah. that you made. Yeah. Uh, well, the funny thing is I only heard the, the original Cuff It yeah. like one time. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, I don't have to listen to a record over and over and to kind of get the vibe. Like I heard it. I was like, oh, it's cool. Like I didn't really think that much of it mm-hmm. other than I kept seeing like TikTok dances mm-hmm. to it. I think that's where I even heard it first. I was like, oh, why is people dancing to this? And then I actually went back to it. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but essentially that edit that I made, um, I wish I could just say, like, I woke up one day and I said, oh, I'm going to take this twister record and put it together. How I work is usually uh, I go on Serato and start, it obviously starts off with, a, like, what library you have, right? So, like, I'll just go through all the stuff that I have and – it was part of this edit pack called still got time. It was actually the second volume. Um, I was basically done with the the pack and I needed one more just to like fill it out. So that one was the last one that I made. It was like two o'clock in the morning. And I said, Oh wow, this sounds cool. I'll just put it together. But what, if you listen to my stuff, I usually do is, uh, instead of just like making a blend, I'll probably take, the, what the beat was take out the drums and maybe put my own drums or like flip the sample into like it's more like you know my own production that I made but for this one I was running out of time so I just said all right I'll just leave it as is and I just put it in the pack and I think that was like the end of September that I put that pack out on like band camp and then uh didn't hear anything from People were like, oh, I love this, this pack, whatever. Nobody really, like, spotted that actual blend right away because I didn't hear from it. Like, people were, like, talking about other songs. So I think the month, as the month was going by, I was already on to the next project. So, like, the Drake and 21 Savage album came out the, mm-hmm. for Her loss. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, I'm going to flip it. Or even before that, like, the SZA album came out. Right. So, like, I flipped that, and then the Drake thing came out, I was like, oh, I'm flipping these songs. So I spent, like, the whole month flipping that whole album. And the day I was about to, like, tell people when this, you know, the where you can get this Drake flips, uh, a tweet goes started. I got tagged in a tweet, and it was a video of this DJ in Miami, Spencer Tracy. Oh, shit, yeah, Spencer. Spencer. Spencer, yeah. So at the time I didn't know who he was but yeah shout out to him because he played uh, the cuffit blend at a club I'm assuming somewhere in Miami.
0: He has a, a R&B party on Sundays. Yeah,
2: and I actually did play that after yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think girl, it's like right? baby
0: baby baby Sundays or something. baby girl like, baby girl Sundays. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh. So it was the video- taco. Yep, sorry. Yep, Coyota. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, it was cool. it's
0: a, it's a f- fucking fun ass yeah. party. Yeah, and it it's dark. Too. Yeah, like, dark.
2: Put, like the lights are out. Like, yeah. you can't see shit. <laughs>
0: that's how. That's how an ombre party should yeah. be. I don't want to, You shouldn't be able to see everything. Everything
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. smells sweat. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to get into. Pause. Yeah, yeah. it's a hard party, but, but yeah, yeah a very cool party. Um, I don't know if it was that it was that actual party he was playing at, but uh, this girl videotaped it. Put it on the internet, and she said, "Like I don't know what this this uh, remix is, but this is amazing." And I guess like the Beehive found out about it, and you know how that goes. Like it just, we do, <laughs> we do. I, I heard, <laughs> do. yeah, I heard. Yeah, you're talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it just went crazy, and I actually didn't know that that tweet was from the day before because uh, Tracy actually tagged me like the day after and mm. said like. I can't take the credit like this is a Centrix uh remix or whatever. Yeah. So that's when I f- actually finally saw it. And at that time, again, I'm I'm about to release the Drake stuff and then I was like, "Oh shit, like I don't have this blend anywhere on the internet other than I put it in the mix." Because if uh I think a few months before over the summer, I did a break my soul blend with a Summer Walker beat. Mm-hmm. That I played live in San Jose. I clipped it. I put it on TikTok, and it, it did a little few numbers. And people like, "Well, where can I get it?" So when that started bubbling, I put it up on Bandcamp, and then my Bandcamp got shut down. And I'm oh. thinking it's because of that, because of the Beyonce thing. Because mm-hmm. like SoundCloud nowadays is like it's rare that you get like a copyright strike, how yeah. it used to be. But when I put it, oh, they've eased up. Yeah. Oh, heavily. So like when I put up that Beyonce one, it like got me a strike and I was like, oh no. And then that that's when my band camp went down. So when I did the cuff thing, I was like, I got to bury it in the mix. So when I did that full uh, edit pack, it was like in the mix, right? like 20 seconds, maybe like 30. I don't even, it wasn't even that long. Cause I knew like, if this, I can't show it because I think it's going to get taken down. So that was the only place you can hear it. So I was like, telling people go without, go to my mix or whatever but you know people are kind of dumb so like they don't want to like right. scan it or whatever so i ran to youtube i uploaded it real quick mm-hmm. put a little graphic on it like a little rain stuff and Thank god for your design background yeah <laughs> did it in, like 10 minutes <laughs> uploaded it and i redirected the traffic i said like, just go here because this is only where i could put it right um and yeah and then everybody started going to this uh to the lincoln and that's where everybody were like oh this is crazy but at again at that time i'm not really caring about it because that's like all right i put the cuff thing out let me promote my drake stuff because i worked so hard this right. whole month making these drake stuff it was
0: almost like let me get this out the way right so i could start promoting all this drake shit. yeah yeah so then when i
2: because that was like almost like 1 a.m so like when i woke up in the morning i'm like ready to like see what's going on with the drake stuff and i just see my twitter just go crazy wow and i was like oh man this is more than just like something just a regular blend right so uh at that time there was a a certain person that caught a like saw what was going on right so i was looking at the comments on twitter and people like because people don't read i don't know why but it's it says my name on it right it's people don't read people don't don't read read (laughs) even if you put it in the description they don't read that no so so people are like who did this who did this right so uh i saw somebody uh hit up one of this other i guess he's like a mashup dj or whatnot he uh he hit he's like oh can you make this because i guess he didn't see the link so the dude i guess remade remade it. it right and uh, he went on TikTok because I guess he had a following on TikTok. So mm. he uploaded on his TikTok and the shit blew up. Aye, aye. And at this time, again, I only have it on YouTube mm-hmm. and not knowing how big of a, a record this is. So I was like, all right, let me go on. <laughs> I think I had it on Instagram, but like I had to go on TikTok. But at that time, it was too late because like he had a following and the shit, people were using the audio. And it was building. And then I just kind of reached out to him. I was like, yo, I'm like, what are you doing? Would you DM him on Twitter? Or I just direct. Yeah, just not even the DM. It was just like straight up. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, uh, this is not how this works. And then he's like, he's like, oh, my bad. Like, I'll uh, I'll put your name on it or whatever. And uh, I'm thinking, OK, he's going to just say I did it. He like went back on to Twitter uh, on Instagram, re-uploaded the video and then put my name and his name together like we did it together collaboration mm, i was like oh hell no <laughs> i was like nah i was like bro this is not how this works like like uh, you know i did it so why would you even he's like but someone told me to remake it i was like but i'm telling you i made it at this point yeah so like anyone can remake something that's already been yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right yeah. <laughs> it's just that <laughs> unfortunate that he had like a big following already so like right. people caught up on it so people thought he did it right off the gat on the bat so yeah.
0: now now it's like this whole process is it like a couple of days kind of it's like, been it,
2: it's maybe like in the span of like three or four days like, right yeah. and that i mean on the fourth day it was like every sound that i just kept looking on like TikTok, right yeah and was i see time. like celebrities using it i was like oh shit right i was like i am not losing out on whatever this is going to happen obviously i didn't see like Beyonce's people reaching out to me but like I was like this is a big thing has happening right right now so and like the way how like the beehive is like they they noticed it right off the the get-go so they're pushing it too they're pushing it so it's everywhere everywhere I see it on my timeline so uh so there were some people still like telling like telling other people yo, eccentric did this or whatever mm-hmm. but it, it got out of control when the shade room posted it and said that it was mine and his remix of this TikTok viral mashup or whatever. And I, I was in the comments. I was like, "Oh hell no!" Like right. he didn't do this shit, whatever. And all I knew how I didn't know how strong my supporters were until that. that yeah, everyone,
4: day. everyone came out for you. Yeah, yeah. we rallied right behind you, bro.
2: And I was like really like proud too because I was like, "Oh damn!" I didn't know people were like messing with me like that. So yeah, like yeah. people were really. Uh, just like saying, yo, he didn't do this, blah, blah, blah. People were like reaching out to the guy saying, like, yo, stop doing it. And he would like block people mm-hmm. at that point. So even like, I remember Spotty Attack told me uh, he, he even, he was the one that reached, like tweeted at the dude and gave him a whole breakdown of like, this is what you're doing. This is wrong. Like he did more than I would have ever done. Like, cause when it's stuff like that, I don't like to go back and forth with like, Yeah, time that good. day. Yeah. But he had, yeah, as, as I had that time today and I appreciate for him doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, One day you'll do that for somebody else. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just copy and paste what he said. Yeah. yeah. Change so, the names a little bit. Yeah. So, but I mean, the dude was like blocking people. And I was like, it's pretty obvious, like what you're doing. And it's funny, it's like his relative, one of his like cousins, the uh, the other the mashup dude, like was hitting me up saying, like, why are you stealing this stuff from my from my cousin? And I was like, I'm not stealing any. I was like, I'll right. show you. I'm like, I don't have to do this, but here's all the proof. Like this is all the stuff. Like people in DC were playing it back in September. Like I was, I have like videos of it. Right. So. And then you're like, oh, I don't believe it. Like, it was just pretty much I'm telling you what's happening, but they don't, you know, obviously no one's believing me. And then, uh, I think like a week goes by and I get a DM from, uh, the A&R from Parkwood. Mm. And at the time I was like, is this real? <laughs> because they said, but yo, here's my number. Uh, we see what's going on with the, with the Cuffit thing. Uh, we want to talk. And I, I didn't I thought it was like a random thing, but I saw that we had like mutual friends mm-hmm. on Instagram. So he redirected me to their head of music guy at Parkwood, and uh, we spoke on the phone. And he's like, he's like, I just want to congratulate congratulate you because this is going to be a big thing for you. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? And then he's like, he's like, we want to. I guess they had something going on before uh, with a Break My Soul. Uh, Madonna thing that came out, mm-hmm. that was a, uh, a TikTok thing too. So they were saying like we want to do the same thing uh, like that with yours and like release it. So I'm thinking they're just gonna, cause I, you know I use like a DIY acapella. I thought they're just gonna put the real acapella right. on the beat, get the clearance from Twista and stuff like that. And he's like, he's like, no, we're gonna. She wants to recut the vocals. Mm because she's like she's like oh this so the dream heard it because the dream wrote a lot of those records on that album yeah. right he, he wrote that one he's like he heard on the it. renaissance album right yep. mm-hmm. and uh he's like yeah he heard the the, the remix and he's like shocked. he was like what the fuck is this right right so uh he was yeah he's like we're gonna try to get her. she's kind of try to come in like the end of the week or whatever with dream and we'll keep in touch with you blah blah so i didn't hear for anything until maybe like a month later um they're like oh she's still working on it or whatever and then to the point where it was starting i think it was like almost at the end of the year close to like actually almost a year from now too but it was like around this time um and i know because it was like on my birthday and Usually I don't step out the house. Like I'm always working. And then this one day I step out the house, I get the phone call. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> that one day they, and then they, he, the guy called, he's like, he's like, oh, what's up? I was like, oh, it's my birthday today. He's like, well, happy birthday. Cause the, the record's coming out tonight. I was like, oh shit. I was like tonight. <laughs> Cause in my head, I'm like, what about the, the, the contract and stuff like that, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the legal stuff and then he's like oh i'll we'll send it over blah 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 whatever so i'm freaking out at this point cuz you hadn't talked about we hadn't talk of it. about anything because at this point i was like are going into this cuz i've done with contracts and and stuff like legal stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. going up so i was super protective of like what was going to happen but
0: it's usually something that happens like it's one of the first things that are done right you yeah, want to get right. that done and then you want to move on to being creative yeah, right? yeah yeah exactly and especially you're already getting a negative energy with this other mashup dj taking <laughs> this from you <laughs> yeah yeah. and then yeah. you hear these good news that beyonce wants to you know release it but then you're like oh but we're gonna take care of the paperwork yeah, later yeah, yeah. so you're not like oh fuck there's like yeah. this negative feeling that you're feeling yeah. right yeah so
2: i was like oh man i gotta call my lawyer i gotta do this on stuff and uh and then happy birthday <laughs> yeah was like, happy birthday from P. yeah and then i was like okay uh i was like can i hear the record and then he's like i can't send it to you but mm-hmm. i'll play it over the phone okay. so he played it over the phone and i was like oh it's different like i was like i can hear the different parts and she and he was like yeah they add a little rap thing to at the at the end uh like and I was like, holy shit, like that's when like total goosebumps, goosebumps. Right. and like chills. I was like, wow, this, it like came to life, like something that was just a blend. And it, it kind of gave her the, the inspiration to make like a, essentially a new record. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, once he played it, I was like, holy shit. So this is it. So the whole day I was waiting for the paperwork. I already hit up like lawyers and stuff and they didn't send the paperwork until like, al- like 1130 at night. mm and I'm thinking, if this is coming out tonight, like at midnight, I'm like, what, like, what if I don't sign the paperwork? You know what I mean? Like, what if it's not the right deal? So they sent it Well, like, old, if anything happens, they, they're, they're people yeah. could definitely outlaw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they- <laughs> Don't they, worry about it. They, They're not worried yeah. about you, essentially. Yeah, they probably don't. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give a shit about that. No. But, you know, but for me at that time, I was just like, oh, man, I got to- i gotta get something like this is yeah, yeah. this is a big deal it's so scary man it's, it's like scary.
0: it's it's so many emotions happening at the same time yeah. right because you're feeling like excited yeah and you're scary. like, like i don't wanna get fucked over you But know it's like I mean? a, so, and the, yeah like immediate fear yeah like yeah. you and you're feeling vulnerable because you don't want to stop yeah the the opportunity at all yeah but then you're like how fucked am i gonna be yeah when yeah. all of this comes out yeah. at the end yeah yeah because <laughs> cause I've, yeah. Yeah, cause
2: I, I've had these type of feelings before with you know, I've done songs with, like, Migos and Fetty Wap and, like, stuff like where I had to, like, sign the paper where I was like, I don't know if this is, like, the right deal. Yeah. <laughs> or I was always promised, like, I'll just sign it because you're, you know, you, it'll, it'll work out at the end, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But those type of deals, didn't, you know, it was whatever. It was just, like, a whatever record. But I was every time I get these type of contracts or whatever, I'm always thinking of what happened in the past and whatnot. So, yeah. like I was trying to be, like, super cautious on stuff. Um, but they sent it over. I had like lawyers look it over real quick, and he's like, "She was like, we could probably get more, but we don't know if they really need to, because it, it was obvious they were wa- they wanted this signed now. Yeah, all right, because I'm thinking it's coming out that night. Uh, you know, figure it out, sign it, and uh, and the the record didn't even come out. Mm. So they're like, "Oh, we're gonna push it back like a week." uh you know whatever reason so i'm thinking okay they just made me sign it just for the just whatever yeah um and then like two weeks go by i think or so uh and this is when uh it was like grammy weekend mm-hmm. so i'm thinking i i when i realized it was grammy weekend uh because i think earlier in the week she released all the tour dates for the renaissance tour right So I was like, okay. And then I look at the date. I was like, oh, wait, the Grammys are this Sunday. I said, what if she performs it at the Grammys? Like, I'm thinking, I mean, and then they drop the song after. So it's leading up to the end of the week. And then Friday hits and the guy called me again. And then he's like, I was like, oh, we're coming out for real this time. It's going to come out on our website for a few days. It'll come out on the streamings like next week or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm so I was they're like, always okay. so calculated they, yeah. they try to tie everything with an yep. event right yep mm-hmm. so it comes out friday night i saw that was so when everybody heard it, it was the first time i heard it um insane yeah and i was just like staring at the screen like i was like holy shit like it really like it really it happened it happened <laughs> wow and uh and I was just kind of like, I froze for like for a while because I was like, this is crazy because again, I've been doing this for so long and I've had like some ups in my career. Yeah. But this was like, I mean, it's not to get really top Beyonce, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I
0: mean, this is like the validation that any yeah. producer, like uh, anyone in music would yeah. want, right? Yeah. Because the thing is like, like we've been saying, like it's such a solitary process. Yeah. And because yeah. it's so solitary, it's really on you yourself to like continuously be diligent and focused yeah. and confident about your work yeah. because it can be so discouraging, right? right? Because no one's like along the way, no one's saying like, great job, great work. Right.
4: And yeah, you don't have a crowd reaction, you know?
0: You don't have a crowd reaction. Not only that, like, like you said, like you drop an edit pack. And even if like there's like, even if I download your edit pack, and there's like three songs that are amazing and I'm I'm running it constantly every night, every time I work. You don't I, even know would, about how do you know, know about it? Right. I wouldn't know. You're not counting the streams yeah, of, yeah. of every time I'm, yeah. I'm playing it. Yeah. You know, unless I'm recording every time I'm playing it and you're seeing the crowd reaction. Yeah. yeah. There's really like so you're just at home kind of like, Well, what's yeah.
2: going on? Again, I I thought it was just the regular blend, you right. know. Cause I did a, a you know, a Beyonce playing before that and you know, it was whatever too, but Again, if that video didn't come out on Twitter, like none of this really could have like gone out to what it was now, you know what I mean, so uh yeah, I mean I mean yeah. thank goodness for Spencer tracy, See, I Spencer know, tracy, right? tracy one yeah, time. so when I did play his
0: party, so he reached out, and when did he reach out after the release came out or before that
2: uh it was after after the fact that we, actually no it was. It was, I was still in negotiations with the, like it was, didn't come out yet. So I was, I had to sign an NDA. So like, I didn't tell anybody during that time, but it was still in talks. So, but when I saw him, I was like, I just said, yo, thank you. Because like, something's big about to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, you were one of like the reasons why. And he was like, really? I didn't really, I was like, yeah. And it's, uh-huh. I, I ended up telling him, but like, it was crazy how like the moments like started like happening right after the other was like I, I saw a random dj on the i was not random but like as to me like i didn't know who this was and then i actually meet him mm-hmm. like a couple months later as this was talks were happening and it was kind of like the stars were aligning yeah you know what i mean so 100 percent. but uh yeah i mean that day was crazy um i my phone was going great like that was a crazy weekend yeah i had people that i n- haven't talked to in years <laughs> They're like, I knew you could do this. but yeah, I was yeah. Like, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a. We heard your know. little song. Do you
0: tell like are you do you have like uh, a are, are your parents like very supportive of what you do? Like, yeah.
2: yeah. It's funny because when I first heard it, my mom was in the room mm. listening to it. Oh wow! And it's because my mom doesn't like her reaction isn't so like sometimes she, it looks like she doesn't care, right. but. I
0: was very Asian there. Right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> like after the song play, she goes... They're like, that's good. You hungry? Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Uh, she's like... Food's oh, ready. She's like, oh, that's a nice song, but like not <laughs> yeah, even like... Yeah. Some of the lyrics are pretty bad. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. She do not even know. Um, but I think... <laughs> I'm in the mood to start
0: fucking... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that's It's uh, a nice song. You wrote that? Yeah. <laughs> the lumpia is ready. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I think... Uh, but and especially with my dad. My dad is very like quiet as too. Like he we don't really have conversations, but yeah, other than maybe like sports or whatever, but it's very like small. So when I think they started to realize it when their friends started like sending them stuff on like Facebook and be like, Oh, Yo, your son is like is out here because I can't there was like a, a video package of from like Entertainment Tonight. Mm-hmm. they posted I think it was from like Canada or something whatever they did a report on what I did and they were like taking stuff from my Instagram and like videos Crazy. and like and somebody sent it to my dad and my dad's like wow look like, this is you blah, blah blah. but like totally ignoring the like the years that I've been doing other <laughs> right, right, stuff right. that were pretty big too <laughs> yeah. like but this was the moment where they're like whoa like you know like oh you're famous or the type of stuff but like uh yeah I mean it was, uh, it was. It was. It took a while for them to like realize what it, what the power with this <laughs> Beyonce thing was. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: That's. So, like, after this, everything did everything kind of change a little bit, or?
2: Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought every. I thought it was just gonna go like right it starts opening doors it's gonna be like a movie montage
0: right you know when like all of a sudden some monumental thing happens
2: and then right you see them like like i'm gonna be in the studio beyonce the next day (laughs) like i'm I'm thinking big right like getting like tailored for new suits yeah Yeah. silver suits helicopters are coming in yeah But you know, obviously, that's that's not what it was. Back to reality. He like Um, went to Whole Foods and got some toilet paper the next day. Yeah, yeah. but you know, (laughs) four ninety nine for juice. Yeah, but but essentially, I'm you know I'm still. It's not like nothing happened to me because
0: yeah. I mean, I think it 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 was a very big thing.
2: Yeah, because like when I play now, it when I do like these shows. I've created like with even with this Beyonce stuff. I have other stuff too, but like now I can create a, like a moment in my shows where people right. are looking forward to hit yeah to me playing it. So like when I played, uh, I think my very first like type of show gig was in somewhere. In, it was in Brooklyn, and I got to actually play it. After it came out and mm-hmm. it was like, I kind of created a the moment there and I got on the mic and people are like, oh, this is like a big deal. Everyone yeah. was like really feeling it. So
0: it's like a K. Kate Trinata when he's like, just want to be a girl. And he drops it. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, everyone's just like, oh yeah. shit. You know, this yeah. is the song. This is the song. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about just your thinking because I feel like you kind of flew over it, but like yeah. to, to make Cuff It a slow jam, right? you make it seem like, oh, that's, that's just what I, I just rushed it and I just did it. Yeah, but I think it's really kind of genius, and it's like that switch of energy. Yeah, but to you, it was just like whatever.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's cool that you even mentioned about like when you heard it, you're like, I don't know what to do with it, right? Because like when it's, I, but it's good, it's good. But, but like just, I don't like, you know. like when I make stuff like that, I'm not thinking because when I make edits in general, I'm essentially making it for me to play, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just lucky enough that people actually like what I like to to make. You know right. what I mean? So. All the stuff that I make, they fit uh, in these sets of mine. so because like when I, when I got into the, the DJ thing and I figured out what I wanted to do with this DJ stuff, I learned from a lot of when I was in the EDM world, where essentially we were performing. Right, like a showcase. Right, right? Yeah. and we were doing big festivals around the world when people are facing us. It's like we're like a band, right? So when I got this is that, the ex- work. D- yeah. yeah, during the twerk, which is
0: uh, which is I kind of skipped over it, but yeah. I wanted to talk about like how you guys were touring. Yeah, it Just was Going, crazy. going yeah. from like you know, kind of production, yeah. and I think maybe you were like DJing in some local local spots here and there. Yeah, but then doing that from touring with Benzi, going on, big, probably doing big festivals, right? Yeah, Yeah, because
2: even during that time, I only flew on a plane, like, twice. Yeah. Yeah. So I went from that to, like, we were going to Indonesia twice a year Mm. with, like, billboards with our faces on it, and we were getting followed like like we're, like, the Beatles. Like, it was pretty, it was insane. And, like, for me to say that, it sounds ridiculous, but when you're, like, not in the U.S., and you tap into these different markets outside of the U.S. and like Europe, Asia, where they really, really appreciate the music and what mm. you've done. Because we've done like these big festivals where it was like a, like a big room house festival, like Layback Luke and stuff. We didn't fit there at all. And somehow we were there before Layback Luke and we had a meet and greet um, and this girl started crying and I was like, I was, and she's like, nobody comes here. Like, you guys, we love that mad decent sound. Like, she goes, Diplo doesn't even come here, blah, 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 whatever. Mm. And this is when we had Badinga. Yeah. And Badinga was like, it, it essentially got us to travel around the world. That that song it, itself. So uh, I guess it resonated to her, like, to her. And she just started, like, crying. I was like, oh. And I, when I tell people this, they just start laughing. <laughs> the way how you just reacted, you are like, well, but it kind of put it into perspective for me i was like wow like it's just it's more about the music now you know what i mean it's just people really do like and then we don't have as
4: much access to it yeah yeah
2: and they so and then it's funny because once uh we play it we play that festival and we like kill it like and people and once we played Badinga, it was like i felt like a soccer stadium singing along to like those chants So when we when we played Badinga they were like singing that shit, and I was like, "Whoa!"
0: <laughs> well, how was the tour? What like what cities did you go to, and how long did you guys tour
2: doing this? Oh man, we, I mean, we would go for everywhere. Tour. I mean, for we would do like a Europe tro- tour for like a month mm. and hit like all the like Germany, like, you know, all the all the markets there, and then we go to Australia. Um, even with mm-hmm. Japan, Philip, we were, like I'd never been to the Philippines up to until that day, that, right. you know, that time, uh-huh. so I got to see family there, and it, so as much as I like, sometimes talk shit about the bike twerk days because how cringy it was, <laughs> but it essentially got me to travel around the world, got to see family that I have never met before. Probably
0: also like maybe the the first time you're you're making a, a good amount of money,
2: good amount, yeah. Where exactly like,
0: did, did you were you still designing or did no? You- like
2: so. I was, like, taking off a lot because, yeah. like, a lot of PTO days. So, like, I was <laughs> I was going cross-country every weekend and to the point where, like, I ran out of days and I had to come to a conclusion, like, I like I have to leave. And right. it was kind of, like, scary at the time, too, because, right. you know, you don't want to just throw everything away for, like, this music industry. You don't really know how stable this is. So, mm-hmm. um, but I just said... This is what I love. Even though it's not the music I loved, but it got me into where I need to be. So, I was like,
0: it got you to that next stage
2: where you yeah. can be you could have that independence and freedom, right? right.
0: Yeah. Where it's, you yeah. could they be like, "Wow, like I I am good at this." Yeah. And it's kind of like this may not be who I am. Yeah. Or yeah. this may not be, you know, necessarily the sound I want. Yeah. But like people are paying for this. Right. So yeah. like I sh- I can invest some time into this and maybe yeah, yeah, work yeah. on this right yeah but it's exactly. like the best feeling in the world when you get when you can live off of something you love doing
2: right you yeah. know and that's yeah that's yeah. that's the the most important thing.
0: The yeah. funny thing is like we talk about the eccentric now and we talk about twerk we're mm. we're having a conversation and they're they're so polar opposite <laughs> yeah you know yeah and then we were just saying I was like because we were talking about you know like and I was like well basically like twerk is kind of uh, in sync. <laughs> and then and then, then the Eccentric Justin th- it's Justin Timberlake going solo yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean yeah. it's just kind of like you know this was very you know, pop yeah. and then this was and then now we're hearing like this other side of Eccentric that yeah. but there was a transition period right a, a, right. a bit Well, so, like, like you know like even, from I mean, 2015 yeah. a little bit to I don't know maybe 2018 or 19 like uh, uh,
2: I mean Twerk started to fizzle out around that time right um but that was like kind of like the dark days of for me because like right. I was leaving because when me and Ben ended, we didn't really end work. We just kind of like let it go because towards the end, we just started physically getting tired of it and uh, because
0: like, it, it was like what a good like two year run, like um, I would say a little
2: more than that. maybe yeah, like a good three, three solid three yeah like right. solid years of it, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe like the last two was just like just hanging on by thread really right, right. like doing. Maybe like casino gigs gigs that we probably shouldn't have done but we just was like. but i mean money the grant. money is good so the so money's like right. fuck it let's get it yeah. right it's yeah so it just it, you know it is what it is you just do it <laughs> it's you like, know you know you know i mean chingy's
0: Ching still performing
2: yeah. right, there. <laughs> right there yeah <laughs> yeah
0: at the holiday inn he's still doing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Exactly. you can push it another year or two yeah you know what i'm saying but, one yeah. Call away. yeah he's like Badinga,
2: we <laughs> yeah. can do Badinga this <laughs> year just, again just keep doing it just keep know? running are... that Badinga. let's go yeah yeah so i, I fuck with it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah and then um yeah towards that end we just kind of like fizzled out and then i was just kind of yeah i was curious stuck.
0: about that period because that's yeah. a hard period to go and but that's Man, I, I love hearing uh, from producers, DJs, musicians, or artists, or athletes. You know, you get to that high and yeah, you're man. just like, okay. yeah, like we're, do, we're killing it. And then all of a sudden, this low comes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then, usually, from that low comes a, 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 a bigger high.
2: Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know
0: what I'm saying? But they just got to get through that.
1: That,
2: yeah, that
0: next initial low. Yeah, so this is kind of that low, right? A yeah. little bit after yeah, twerk low, so yeah. because it's like I quit my job. Yeah, you know I thought this the shit is not working out. Yeah.
2: Where do I go? Yeah, right. Because even when we kind of separated, there was a point where I thought uh, what the manager I was with at the time was trying to convince me to take the twerk brand. Yeah, and just like maybe do it like a major laser thing where mm-hmm. it's just me. And like some dancers or whatnot, or well, like
0: Slash Adamus kind of thing. Yeah, like just yeah.
2: maybe just or if
0: later like I on, am twerk, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that, right? I am twerk. Um,
2: because like if you if you notice like towards the end of our our like our run, we started adding Benzie and Eccentric, mm-hmm. and then twrk because before it was just twrk, and then we were trying to get away from the name, but we didn't want to physically change the name, so we would like try to do like acronym names and stuff like really dumb stuff just to get away from the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, we, but we were putting like Benzie in eccentric. So,
4: yeah, because what made twerk strong, like isolating it to that type of music also yeah. makes it weak too yeah. because you know, you're, yeah, kill, it, you kill, you have to yeah, do that one
2: thing. Yeah. We, it essentially boxed us into the sound right, for sure when the idea was cool in the beginning, but we were just like, you know, thinking we didn't think long run, long term. So, um, so i was try I was getting convinced to like take over the brand um and I was like, "I don't know if I'm like that's not really me and yeah. I- at this time, it's like I hate the name, I don't like making this music if anything, I don't really mess with the people in this electronic world because like I never fit in in that world
0: um meaning like like you you aren't really like that kind of party time like i know edm yeah. person that likes you know yeah
2: i'm like a homebody right so like right. for me to be around so many like drugs and 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 like this lifestyle like that was never me yeah you so d- you don't like neon colors and nah, know, not really and tassels. <laughs> he's nah. really like you Chad don't like Hugo. furry boots nah, nah. <laughs> and you
0: don't like chicks with wings and yeah yeah <laughs> And it, it plur. Sh- the plur. I, I, yeah,
2: yeah. And I, I, Hold and on, I just man. got tired of like people in the front row just staring at you like, right. like they got like zombie eyes and they're just kind like, <laughs> of <You're> like moving <laughs> their jaw. Yeah. The cocaine's a like, hell of a drug. I was like, I don't know if I'm That was Alex. He oh, right. was over there. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw you. I don't know, maybe <laughs> <laughs> but it's i probably a, didn't yeah. remember <laughs> but it's a di- it's a different world and uh yeah it's definitely a different world yeah and so but you I, were like yeah. this isn't for me nah. you
0: no know, i'm gonna try so i mean I-, I would be scared i'd be kind of like what do i do yeah but inside did you kind of know what you wanted you're like well
2: i, I was like i know what to do as like i want to make music right? right uh i was jumping the, the idea of like all right i don't want a tour anymore like i just want to like just make music for artists and, and just work out of a studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw how hard that was and especially like the connections, uh, or the lack of, I was getting at that time. Right. Um, even though like I was working, like I was working with pretty much big artists at that, when we were doing twerk stuff, like yeah. we were doing like songs with like OG Maco, Migos, Fetty Wap, like there right. was big names, but in nothing really transpired after that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm thinking about all right, I don't I don't have anybody. So maybe like I'll hit up like local artists and stuff like that. But it wasn't really satisfying to me at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was just continued to just kind of make stuff here and there. But I was really like inconsistent with it. Like I'll drop like a remix here, and then I'll, you'll never hear from me You're like three months later and stuff. Because again, I was trying to figure out what to do, and I would take like random solo gigs here and there just to you know stay afloat or whatnot but it, essentially i was like this is not what i want to do like so are these solo gigs kind of twerk related were no you, like no? There, there were eccentric branded ones but it was super open format like i did like i would sneak in like my stuff in there but I knew they weren't really there. It's
0: not me. the eccentric brand. It's not what they would expect from eccentric right. now. Because yeah. Because yeah, yeah. at the time they're just like, oh, this is a- eccentric from twerk. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, but he's gonna do a big room.
2: So this like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: you're making a good money, but there's no identity. There's no right. I was just yeah. like
2: a random guy up there. Even they yeah. weren't even like say i was from twerk they just there's like oh there's just a guy up there <laughs> right. you know like i was just i was buried you know with everybody so
0: right but the right booker can can sell you right. because of your, your with history the, right and
2: your exactly resume. yeah exactly so i was doing that for a while um and i think when the pandemic came that was like i was already kind of like worried before the pandemic hit and then when the pandemic hit that was like oh shit like so but you were
0: going through this this kind of uh i, I don't want to say lost, but you were trying to find yeah
2: find your way for was a far, few years for like three maybe like three years i wow. was trying to figure it out um you said it was the dark days yeah and uh, like i was in a bad relationship too so that kind of added to right. a lot of things going on but like yeah personally i just didn't i had to figure things out for me like as far yeah, as yeah. like personally stuff personal stuff so I had to, like, step away from the music stuff uh, for a while um, and then just try to, like, inch my way back to to certain things. I'll just, like, how I get over things is, like, I'll make something, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's how I always use my creativity to, like, get over whatever thoughts that I have and, and whatnot, like, it usually helps me. So I'll just go on the computer, start making something, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. But, like, when the pandemic hit, that's when it was, like... All right, I definitely don't know what to do now, you know. And I'm I'm sure that's what everybody was feeling too. So, um, I think what kind of like hit the light bulb for me was I started seeing people on Twitch, right? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do the Twitch thing, but I was, I'm never like the guy to be in front of the camera, like, I'm like, come pretty like awkward sometimes and I'm pretty like shy so like thanks for the sub lazy girl and stuff yeah. like that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I like watch these people do it and I was yeah. like
0: I was like oh I don't know if I can do I'm, that I'm exactly the same way Yeah, I'm not a bubbly person Yeah, I can. and I can't, I can't pretend to be a bubbly person Yeah, you know I'm the kind of like oh lazy girl I appreciate Here the, subs. the <laughs> subscription I can't train. be like hey lazy girl thanks so much for the sub yeah, you know? yeah, I, can't, yeah. I can't do that yeah so, <laughs> Comes a sub train.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, we're yeah. in a train right
2: now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I even thought about like, oh, maybe I should like show how people like how I make beats and stuff like that. But yeah. but I think a little bit. I was like, I don't really want. It. Like I was trying to like gatekeep some certain things. I was like, I didn't really want to show people right. whatever. So I was trying to figure that out. But as I was like watching people's streams and all these DJs playing, they were playing a lot of my stuff, mm. and during that time i started losing confidence in myself of like am i good enough or like, right if and if you know you start like you know your worst enemy is yourself right so like i was trying to like battle with within myself saying like oh am i good enough like does anybody even care especially after this twerk stuff so then when i saw like people playing my like the older stuff and even like the twerk stuff i was like I was like, oh, the people like still mess. And then I would like say something in the chat. Right. right. Like I'll be in a random, like somebody, I don't even know. And there's like 10 people in there mm. and I pop in and they're like freaking out. Right. right. Cause they like, oh my God. Is yeah. in here? And I'm like, <laughs> like, am I that important? Like, it's crazy. Like just to even right. see that. But like, it kind of like opened up, uh, like a lane for me where, I just started, I was like, oh, maybe I should just keep going, you know, right. like, just start making stuff. Right. So, um, and then at this time, I started getting back into like SoundCloud because it's, there was an era where like it really died. Like nobody was on it, was it anymore. Horrible. It was or horrible. After, yeah, yeah. After
3: the, the rapper part. It just, yeah. It got really bad. So, it's great now though. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I think once I got back on it, there was a, like a lot of these, the, like the younger generation started making like these crazy cool, like R&B edits and stuff like Mash-ups, that. Mashups. Mashups. Yeah. Mash-up. yeah i Where? think
0: that was the this was the era when that young kid morpheus
3: oh, amorphous. R- amorphous amorphous yeah yeah, yeah amorphous yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then
0: it was kind of like oh shit like these kids are making these mashups yeah again. Yeah, yeah you know and it's and and you know, obviously sage dj sage had yeah, one a few a couple one. years later but yeah i mean there was like yeah. this new kind of era of blends and yeah it's funny because it's you know I, I've I've had like DJ Riz on, I've had oh, like yeah. Enough, I've had all these DJs on. Yeah. And you know, DJ Soul. And it's like even from the eighties to the nineties, yeah. Blends really set a DJ apart from everyone. Oh really? Yeah. You know, so it's like and even now to the twenty like to twenty twenties. Yeah. It's come back full circle where like blends are setting the DJs apart. Yeah. It's I just think it's like so interesting how this these the simple idea of putting two things together yeah. and can like yeah. reintroduce a song to people. And then it's just like, you know, it yeah. can really just catapult a, a career. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was 2020 was the era where yeah. I think music started coming back again. Right. It wasn't about the new hot shit that was there. No. It was kind of about the well, like All this, yeah. this back catalog that everyone forgot about, yeah. you know, it was nostalgic. That's the thing. Like I I remember
3: I heard the, you're no guidance over the, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't let you go beat.
2: Oh, on the radio, and I was like, who the fuck did this? That's when I started, like, started to believe in myself again. Right. Oh, That was, like, my first go of, like, all right, all right let me... Because I think I might have heard something where that inspired me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is how people are doing it now or whatever, instead of, like, you know, not dumb it down, but, like, don't have to really make the beat from scratch or whatever. You can sample. Because, like, you know, at a time where I was like, I'm not trying to sample. I'm trying to make everything, like, original. Right, it helps, yeah. But it was, like... Limiting myself like my creativity, Mm -hmm. so when I did that, no guidance, I was like, That was like my first go to do it. Trips that you plan for the next
4: whole week, been so long for a nigga, so cheap, being flex OD, sex OD. You got it, girl. You got it.
2: Hey, you got it, girl. You got it. And I heard that people were like, oh, it's on the radio in L.A. And I was like, oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. And it was like on rotation and whatnot. So that's where I was like, okay, I think I got I think that was like off like one of my first like edit packs that I was doing at the time. And then I was like, all right, let me just keep going.
0: So and wait, what, what, what uh, motivated you to put the edit pack or like you were making the edit packs where you weren't on Patreon, right?
2: No, I was on. This was a time when there was only a little people on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. This is when, this is before that people were using the Bandcamp platform to kind of like put up their edits. Right. The only time I really saw people do it were... Uh, like Nick like Bike. Nick Bike, FS Green. Right, FS Green. Uh, uh, Like a lot of these kids from like in Europe and like... Mm-hmm. In, in Asia, Amsterdam. Amsterdam, yeah. right? So like, like uh, you know, Full Crate. Like these are the guys that I always looked up to. So like when I saw them doing that, using that platform, I was like, oh, maybe I could do that. And then I remember... Uh, after like the second or third release, people like other DJs were like, Oh, is this like a good platform to like put up stuff? I was like, I haven't had a problem yet. So like, you know, keep trying. And I, at the time I wasn't even charging people. Right. Like it was just free. Like if you wanted to like give me something that like, is cool. Like a donation. Like a donation. But most like it was just for free. Wow. And I think mm-hmm. that's I think a lot of I think a lot of people respected that at the because I think everybody was charging at the time. But mm-hmm at the time i was like I just take it like you know like i'd rather you play it and you know use it like i'm not going to charge you an arm and a leg for it
0: plus in, from your perspective you're like i'm just kind of having fun blending yeah i'm not really doing anything yeah. like super like production heavy right yeah
2: yeah exactly because like you know it's essentially all samples and stuff like that so right. like um yeah i just put it off for free and uh yeah that kind of got the ball uh rolling and then until i got to the like the snow allegra with the janet jackson yeah that yeah. i think i didn't realize how big it was again until this twitch thing because mm-hmm. every room i popped in with they were like playing it right and even instead so of then i was like oh it's cool they playing it but i didn't realize it became like the anthem of like the pandemic era of like as far as like <laughs> djs or something but well, you know like, what it became, it. it became
0: like an instant uh like it became like radio for you yeah. where like if you release a song and you heard your song on the radio yeah. you're like holy shit i must be doing something right they're playing right. my shit on the radio yeah so yeah. like for you like during the pandemic you're like making edit packs and then you're like oh shit they're playing my shit
2: yeah yeah on
0: twitch so you're getting that kind of yeah, that he, gratification and that right. validation of like oh shit i'm on i'm doing yeah. something right right exactly and then Wh- which I, is which yeah. is necessary isn't it yeah and what you yeah. guys do because i feel like you guys don't get that
2: yeah. at all you know because like i a- like with the Patreon stuff now, like I'm just working like every month, right? And sometimes it's like a factory at this point because, like, I'm just, I'm yeah. just like, they're quality stuff. I, yeah. I don't want to make that clear, but like at the same time, I'm just like, I'm going through the ecce- all these.
0: The eccentric sweatshop.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm just going through all these edits. Just ready go, go, yeah. Go, go. Yeah. I'm just going through like eight to 10 edits a month mm-hmm. and. Posted in them and then if i get a feedback here and there like uh, that's cool but i don't i'm already looked past that time so when i like even just this end this past year at the end of the year i did this whole 2023 like eccentric best of eccentric mix mm-hmm. it was all the edits i made in 2023 and i counted them there were like 200 stuff crazy and i would, i wind it down to 80 and it was just essentially just to show people like yo if it was a selling thing type of thing where like, oh, if you're not on Patreon, this is what you're missing out basically. And I'm like listening to, I, I listened to it and I'm like, damn, like I don't remember making this. Like, cause it's just, I just be making yeah, a lot of stuff every month and I forget like, oh, this is crazy. Like, You started this. around what? 2022, right? The, Patreon, the Patreon, Yeah. Uh, yeah. 2022. Like I think towards the end. I think so. there was a
0: tweet that you put out and I love that tweet. Uh and uh, we were talking about it earlier (laughs) we'll talk about the other tweets no this is a good tweet (laughs) tweet. (laughs) we'll talk about the other tweets eccentric but no uh this one you said i started my patreon a year ago and at first i was worried about burning out but it's the total opposite it's uh improved my workflow and speed but also my creativity is on all-time high you know and i I thought i love that yeah because it's like you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's hard to commit to something yeah, and to stay consistent, yeah. you know, can everyone's just like consistency is key and all that shit, but yeah, it really is. And you know, in, in your line of work, you have to yeah. put in the work. Yeah. Right. You do You do. And I think it's really hard, like you said, because you don't have the crowd there. Mm-hmm. You, you don't, don't have, have, the, have the, cheerleaders the cheerleaders sometimes. And it's just, you got to really just put your head down and just keep going and keep going and keep going. Yeah. And then something like you know, Spencer the wetter remix comes out. You, know, you never know. Yeah. And you never, you just never know. It's like yeah. like you said, and and you know, you were blessed that the DJs were on Twitch and they were they were playing your shit and they were like motivating you. Yeah, you know, they're really inspiring yeah. you to keep going.
2: No, they they it's great. Yeah. you know, that's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's so, the
3: beauty of like he put he put. Maybe five minutes into the thought of the wetter remix, he just needed one more for that thing. Yeah, and then he worked on his fucking Drake shit <laughs> for a whole month, and yeah. he thought oh, this is gonna be some heat, and it just ended up being the total opposite. Yeah, like, yeah.
4: Just, I feel it's like it's usually something organic like yeah. that that just
2: becomes you know, yeah, the big thing. Yeah. You never know. You never know. <clears throat> you just never know. That's why you, there's no formula for like hits and stuff. You know, you just, you just is that why it. you just
3: like pumping them out, boss? Like you just like <laughs> go 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 go.
2: Yeah, because like before, I would be like, "Oh, I don't want to put it out; it's not ready yet." Right? uh, Um, I've I've had this talk to Spidey Tech because he's like notorious of like hoarding music that he's, you know, made. He said that on the podcast. And uh, when I first met him, and he was telling me, and he would just play all this stuff, and I was like, "I was like, when's this coming out? Or when's it out?" He's like, "Oh, it's not; it's not ready." I was like, "I was like, sounds ready. It it sounds ready," (laughs) because. In the beginning, I be I was just like that, where it's got to be perfect, and it's like it's like an actual release. But essentially, it's it's just an edit. It's just a remix. Hopefully, a DJ plays it. Right? Mm-hmm. They only play what a minute and a minute and a half of it. Yeah, two, um, maybe two minutes of it. So if you can just get that juice out, that minute or two. And then you could just outro it out. Not that I just dumb everything down, but it's they're gonna play your stuff regardless if it's like short or not. But if it's good enough with that minute, two minutes, especially with people's uh, like attention spans, like you just need to get it out because again the cuffit thing. I didn't really think about it like that. I just I just made it, and then like the Drake thing, I actually sat there and like worked every day for a month. And treated it like it was like an EP. Right. Even like this is stuff that I did. And but the Drake thing didn't pop off like that. But the Cuffit thing that I made in like ten minutes was the one that got noticed. Yeah, know? like I
4: just uh I just finished uh Rick Rubin's latest book, The Creative Act. Yeah. And he talks about that where, you know, someone could be working on a project, spend yeah two minutes, thirty seconds on it. Yeah. And, you know, you can work on another project for a month and they can have the same amount of value. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, exactly. So that's why I just, when I make stuff, just make it as good as you think it is at to the point where you think, and it depends on when you, what you make it for? Like you're making it for other people, then it's Mm -hmm. a different story, but, or make it for yourself. But you know, if it's just for like the DJs and stuff, like just get your idea out. It doesn't even have to be like the best mass mix or master or whatnot. If it's playable, I learned that from the EDM world too. Cause we're at EDM world. They would just, they would just turn that shit up. Like, is the, like if you saw the waveform, it would be a block. Oh, right? the on the- <laughs> they didn't care. And it was like super, super loud. Block. So it was squashed and stuff like that. So they didn't care. Like this even like those Jersey club songs. Right. I think the essence of what a good Jersey club song is, is how dirty and how maybe well, yes, not sir. mixed right or whatnot and stuff like, right. Musically. But, this 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 sound so like if you can get that across to people and just like this is what it is um but you know I still work on the mixing and mastering and stuff like to my tasting but I'm not super like crazy about it as I used to be because then I'll be sitting there forever Mm -hmm. and you'll never get any of these songs you know what I mean so they're good enough for for people to play. So.
0: Especially now, like, it's just better to get the idea out there. Yeah. And then, like, you know, if you have to remaster something or yeah. if you, if you want to fix certain things, like, you can always do it later yeah. and re-upload it. And people are going to download it, yeah. I feel like.
2: Yeah, because, like, the, even, like, the Snow Allegra thing. Yeah. Um, I forgot who posted. Like, it, it went a little viral because, like, like, I guess Snow posted it at one point. Right. Um, I actually, like, went back and, like, tried to remaster it because I felt, when I uploaded the first time, I thought I was like, "It's not good enough, right?" But I just mm-hmm. did it anyway. But then when it started like picking up, my my creative mind was like, "I got to go back and like change it." Right. And then like I redid it, and I was like, "Oh, it sounds like shit compared to the first one." So I just left it. Like, I interesting. I, why do you think that is? It's just. It's just like a, I don't know if it's like a producer mindset or or just like being so, like perfectionist that I yeah. am, but, that's why I try not to. Listen to something that I did, like in the past, because That's I know true, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna pick up something apart. But there's a reason why that sounded the right. way it did. You know what I mean? So it's, it's hard to replicate. It's funny. Times. It's
0: funny. Like I used to make beats in like the the like kind of late '90s. Yeah. And I did production on. I don't know if you remember this. It was a Gemini like sampler that did like 12 mm-hmm. seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then it yeah. did like two seconds, two seconds, four seconds, four seconds, and then like six and twelve or something like that. There yeah. were these little banks. And I would do, like, these uh, beats, and I, and I just would have, like, a drum loop. Yeah. And I'd have an 8-track, like, cassette, you know, Tascam play, and yeah. I'm recording it. And I'm recording these demos in Spanish Harlem with, like, Boogie Blind and, like, all these, like, local rappers. Yeah. And it's, like, it's gritty. It's from this, like, shitty sampler. Yeah. And it's, like, these raw drums from vinyl, you know, that are just looped. Yeah and then like we got like you know like you know local drug dealers were like "Yo, know, giving us money to go in the studio and remake it yeah and it didn't sound the same when i remade it yeah in well, the that's, studio that's why know? people
4: still buy like the vintage yeah. you know machines because they right. want the right. Right. Comp- the sound, compression you know? on it yeah.
0: yeah yeah it's like it was in the studio i'm like yo this sounds like too polished <laughs> you know it, it just sounded Smooth. like it was like yo like and then like i remember the engineer he's like yeah you know your loop is off <laughs> and then like we gotta fix it. And it sounded even worse. And I was just yeah. like and I was like, Yo, can we just loop the drum and can I hit and he's like, You wanna hit the sample live? And I'm like, Yeah, let me just hit the sample live. Yeah. And it just sounded better. And he was like, Oh yeah, it does sound better. I was yeah. Like what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't think I'm hitting the sample on the one. I'm actually yeah. like inadvertently knowing I have to hit it like a little bit before the one. Yeah. So mm. then we kind of figured out the problem. But I mean, with that being said, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's there's yeah. a rawness to when the idea is being made. Right. Whereas like when kind of when you're overproducing something, yeah. you're kind of losing sight of the big picture. Yeah. Right. When initially like the big picture when it's being made kind of just goes out. Yeah. 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 Like uh, I remember watching the
3: big the Bee Gees uh, documentary and they were doing, I guess the drummer had to leave for a family emergency and they just looped his his oh, drum right. patterns from yeah. some some other song. And then he came back and they try to have him do it, and, it and he's like, uh let's keep the the, yeah, the, keep the, the original yeah. because <laughs> yeah, yeah. The it's, it just sounds better and then Mark Ronson comes in and like, there's some rugged about the f- drums just chicka 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 yeah. chick. and it's it's true it's like sometimes it's just meant to be f- the way yeah. it is the first time
2: yeah, yeah. that's so, what they call demoitis Demoitis. Yeah. what is that yeah what is that so like if you like how that they heard the the drum loop the first time, right? Yeah, yeah. And they they got their ears got so used to that version that the moment you change something, you're like, I don't know, because you're right, so, right, right. You're so used to the the uh-huh. original version. Mm. That's what it's called demoitis. So that's why with these artists too, if you they because you know when if you're in there with a singer, they don't really care about if like. You put this like like weird flanger on a hi-hat. Like they don't care about that. So they just want to hear the beat. If they're if they already cut the vocals to that particular beat, their ears are gonna be so glued to that version. So like and then when you're the producer, you're like, oh I'll just produce it after and you start adding stuff. Cause I've been in that position where it's like, all right, let me add my flair and then they listen back to I don't really like that little thing that you put there. (laughs) And it's like it's like but it's not that bad, but like to them, it's like it's not what they heard. On the demo, so that's why it's called demoitis. It's
0: and for for them, it's probably like, well, like yeah, I I didn't arrange my vocals that way. Right, right. And it's almost yeah. like it's almost like maybe in their yeah. head
2: clashing with the vocals. Yep. Right yep. with their performance. They're like, oh, we like you like, I like my vocal, how it sat on this version. Right. But it's like, I didn't really change anything, you know? What yeah, me? yeah, on yeah the vocal, yeah. But they noticed something else different. Did so. you
3: tell Beyonce, hey, you should have done the vocal <laughs> the original
2: way? Oh, <laughs> Not <yeah>. this new? <laughs> I'd be kicked out the studio. <laughs> it's
0: crazy to get acknowledged, like like Snow Allegra. Uh, I heard like uh, Jimmy Jam yeah. reached out to you. The f-
2: <laughs> there was one day where. Um, you probably saw that video of me doing a little dance it was like a san jose gig mm-hmm. and i played it and i uh my like one of my cousins filmed me just like playing it and then i did like this weird like little shimmy type of thing <laughs> yeah yeah and wait I, can you show us i don't i, I, don't, I don't i don't wanna, you, <laughs> can, you just you can just go on my uh i'll Instagram. pull the, i'll put the video right here. Yeah, yeah right, yeah, right, right, right here. here he's dancing um <laughs> Uh and again, like I I he was kinda
0: doing it, but I was doing you know, wanted I'll, I'll put
4: it where Jamie is so you can see yeah, the yeah, side right I to side comparison.
2: I wanted him to really sell it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it was better the first time. Yeah. It. it was better the first time. Yeah. Um <laughs> crazy. Um, so I I had that video clip and I was like hesitant to like put it up because i was like i probably look so stupid right and this is when i just opened up my tiktok account and i was like i'll just put it up here and it like did numbers right uh-huh. and i remember posting <laughs> it on like my instagram <laughs> and like snow like re- like reposted it on her story so that was the first time she like acknowledged wow. it but like maybe like two years later like the song started like kind of coming up again mm-hmm. and uh i posted it And then Jimmy Jam posted it. Crazy. But tagged Snow and Janet. And then Snow uh, reposted that from Jimmy Jam. And then Janet reposted it. Crazy. So, like, it's funny because if you look at Janet's story, I'm dancing in her story. (laughs) It's, like, the craziest thing ever. But, like, when I got all three. Yeah. Yeah that had something to do with that song like mm-hmm. on the original i was like oh, Thank no, God i'm for like nobody me. beating this it's crazy Thank when God everybody sure. it was during. i remember because it was during when everybody's you know during like a spotify rap mm-hmm. like, rap, up? Um, rap up when people are like oh here's my numbers like i have four million plays this year blah blah blah. it was just you know it's the year where people show off i was right. like well i don't got that but you know <laughs> i got boom 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 yeah yeah <laughs> that's it
0: should have been a jabberwocky
2: man i know <laughs>
0: <Should've> been, <laughs> has, there been, has there been any artists that reached out to you like recently or in, in the past
2: uh couple years uh, uh to work on original music or anything not like original but more of like uh you know just saying all oh, you do you're like just compliment me really. yeah and probably the latest one is probably SZA. i mm. mean she followed me after the that little album like when i flipped her album yeah um that's when i really that's when i joined
0: your patreon yeah <laughs> that was a selling point
2: no no <laughs> it like,
0: was got it <laughs> well the thing is like scissors on sony right <laughs> yeah yeah she's on sony yeah so and it's impossible to get on the pool it's impossible to get her songs sometimes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like you got to download it from DigiWax wax oh, i want right, the music right, right. That's right. Yeah. Correct. and then it's like for me, it's like you know, a lot of the songs they need edits or they need redrums or retools. Yeah, great songs, but like, like I said, like I want them club ready or I yeah. want them, you know, a little bit more playable for like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, mid tempo, high energy, you yeah. know. But like, yeah, when I started hearing your your remixes, and then by the way, you know, we we've talked about this before, or like, you know, I I think you having a graphic design background really helps to showcase, yeah your production too because that's where i see it i see these gifts you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, and then you know you yeah. have to push it out and i'm and you do a great job of showcasing your remixes and, and yeah. with the artwork and and you know animation yeah and then i'm um, you know you're packaging it smart like intelligently like yeah, yeah. look scissor's new album you know here's a, here's all the songs i did for scissor i'm like and you know i was uh i got sold i i was digging the commercial this guy's good you know <laughs> okay. ever since then i subscribed you know cool and i and i download and a yeah. lot of things i i play a, a lot of your shit you know oh, thank you
2: like even the patreon stuff i don't really say like oh sign up for like i don't really advertise it like that no it's more of a, like if you know you know type of thing right yeah. if you can find out about it like this is where it's at so because mm-hmm. i'm always it's always weird to kind of sell somebody that uh yeah, especially another subscription base, and and DJs like oh, I got to sign up to another DJ pool because I had one other person hit me up. He's like, I'm deciding between you and like DJ City. I was like, um, I was like, hold on, like first of all, yeah, like DJ City is a different entity, right? Like they, <laughs> like, like I'm not competing with them. They have everything that this is like a new DJ. I don't know if he was a new DJ. He's got to no. be a new he got, DJ. <laughs> he or she got to be a new DJ. Yeah. 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 But I was like, again, but I'm not trying to sell you on my stuff, but this is what I, like, you you probably heard of me before, and so, like, you know what I'm capable of doing and mm-hmm. what sounds that I like, and if it fits your sets or whatever. But, again, it's like, don't put me against, like, these big record <laughs> pools because yeah, it's yeah. not it's not the same. So, like, if you want like a little flavor in your sets and – or you got to do like an R and B gig or whatever. And you just, you, if I'm a go-to, like this is all it, you know what wow. I mean? It's all there.
0: So, so since it like followed you and
2: followed, yeah, I, uh, it might've been even before the, the, those edits. I think it was when I did a, I hate you. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Remix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the total sample. So then, uh, she followed me after that. And then when I did the flips, she just, uh, we started like talking <laughs> like on the DM. Crazy And I was like, it was weird because you got to catch her at the right time so like if she's if i tag her i don't tag her a lot because i sometimes i don't want to be like that annoying person but mm-hmm. when i do i most likely might get an answer back and then we'll like go back and forth for like two minutes and then if i like i try to answer quick because i don't know how much time she got right and then i'll answer or like i'll ask her something and then she might like disappear but during that time She's like, oh, these are great. Like, I don't know if she actually listened to all of them, but, like, she heard, like, those clips that I would put up on, like, reels and stuff, and then she'd, she'd be like, uh, like, how fast can you make a Kill Bill remix? I was like, I'm pretty quick. And uh, we talked about it, but nothing really, like, transpired because, again, I had to catch her at the right time, so. Yeah, I
0: mean, uh, some of your, like, edits for The Scissor, like, like Blind was a crazy, oh, a one, I yeah. love that one. Yeah. The, the Snooze, I love all, everything that you did. Like everything that you did for that, I, I thought was great. Yeah, I you. even like the the Too Late. I play that all the time. Oh, cool. That little twerk remix, uh, that with a little bit of bounce. Yeah, it has a little bounce. has a little yeah. bounce in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just think, yeah, like that was really the time when I was just really really appreciating everything you were doing. Oh, yeah. thank you. you know, thank you. Um, piggybacking
3: off of his question, has any label because you have such a presence on TikTok, do labels yeah. hit you up to do remixes for like the new singles coming out or something like that? just to be more playable and more palatable, They fucking should. I mean, uh, okay. I don't I don't get, you know?
2: Um not I mean, back in the day they used to, but even no, not even now, really.
3: Would they offer you a bag or what was like the offering just like, "Yo, can you do this or uh, I just
0: think they're not in tune." Yeah. You yeah. know, I think they're, you know.
2: I did get an offer. I can't say because it's not done yet, but I'll tell you off-camera, but yeah. there there is a big one that if it if it works, it's gonna be good. It all makes sense. Mm. Nice. Yeah. And it
4: started after the wetter remix came yeah, out. Oh, yeah. Okay. I
2: think it was bit. Ba- yeah, because they heard that. Yeah. And saw what I was, and then I guess they kind of deep dive of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So
0: I, I want to go back to
2: the,
0: the uh, the wetter. The way you're playing with us, a, making a, a up temple song a slow jam. Yeah. Where did that concept in your head start coming up? Because no one was really doing that. You know, um, I, I mean, I'm sure there were like people making mashups like that. Yeah, I heard, I heard one recently that was amazing. Uh, I've been hearing them more and more, mm-hmm. but obviously, I feel like you know the the Cuffit Wetter remix like started probably more of that trend. You know, to create like a lot of like these up tempo slow jam versions. Right, right, right. Yeah, but like, what made you a little bit more comfortable to do that? Because I would have never, if I was an editor or a producer, I would have never thought to make Cuffit a slow jam. Yeah. You
2: know? I, d- I think the first, like if you remix something, remix something, you would think, oh yeah, you got to make something faster or keep, if it's already fast, keep it that tempo. Yeah. But I'm always thinking the opposite. But the reason why I even like thought about slowing it down like that is because uh, when I started uh, really kind of crafting my sets as far as like my performance element.
0: Right. Um, you you spoke about it briefly, but I, I want to kind of deep dive into what you're talking about. Yeah. Like yeah. You're, when you're putting together these sets, right. What do you mean? Like
2: what? Is, so what is like these sets? I want uh, me trying to avoid these open format stuff. Like even though like some of the songs I make could work in open format yeah. or I can play in open formats uh, scenarios and stuff. But at this time in my life, I don't want to do those anymore, right? So, um, yeah. Um, especially coming from the artist aspect of, like, the, the twerk days and stuff like that. Right. Um, seeing that people are, like, paying hard ticket stuff to watch us play and stuff, I got that that tease of, like, oh, wow, this is what this performance DJ element of is. So then when, you uh, know, I'm a big Kei Trinata fan, so, like, essentially all his stuff was, like, remixes on SoundCloud, that's how he kind of like become who he is today. So then when you go see Kei you already know what the vibe is. Mm -hmm. A lot of like house grooves, a lot of like flips and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's a vibe. Mm -hmm. And I like how you said before, it's like I kind of help bring that vibe so
0: it has to be on brand it has, has to be on showcase brand. has to be on brand from whatever if it's 60 90 minutes yeah from zero minute to 90 or 60 minutes it's yeah. got to stay on brand like yeah. if, if i go see austin mills i'm gonna see austin right. mills for like yeah you know, yeah yeah for, exactly for time period. um so whether there's music out there like that that's yeah. on brand for you yeah it, either way you got to make it right yeah exactly so that's already in your head you're like this is on brand for me yeah. i want to do like slow jam yeah i want more of this kind of slow jam yeah because like, i think yeah.
2: for, i think the first time i saw i, I think i might have been like following like i don't know some selection my somebody from selection or something yeah they were playing uh like something like a little bit slower in their sets and people were going crazy and i'm like i'm like this is weird because again like i had the same mentality you did it's like normally you don't hear these type of songs mm-hmm. in a club environment maybe at the end of the night yeah to wrap it up but like in the prime time like you don't really hear it like that so i might have saw something like that and i was like oh maybe that works like if yeah. i do it so i just you know took that decided to just like flip these uh up tempo songs and maybe like it's a different version
0: interesting and then you know, was, what's, yeah.
2: fun- you know what's funny it all goes back to him flipping the
3: vinyl and seeing one more chance hip hop version.
2: That's right, yeah. And yeah. him
3: being like, "Oh, this up tempo, let's flip yeah. it into the yeah. slow." Yeah. That's beautiful. It's opposite thinking. That's you know? yeah. really, I'm always really, thinking
2: really. like the other the other side, the left side. Yeah, towards, yeah. I, because I I don't really see it as like a competition with people, but I know like someone's gonna already make like another up tempo version of this yeah, Beyonce yeah. thing, right? Yeah. And it might. And how does mine stand out or whatever? I was all right, let me just make like a you know full version.
0: The interesting thing about it is that from a DJ's perspective, with the R and B parties, like before the pandemic, R and B parties were kind of uh popping off. Yeah. But then there was this like resurgence of slow jams. So you yeah. saw like Keisha Cole Love in the past six yeah. to eight years like really take over. And then like Tevin Campbell. Yeah. And then there were these moments where you're playing these like huge slow jams and they're taking over and and, and you're yeah. seeing it's like this is a karaoke night almost right you know yeah. it's like and it's like and for you to kind of continue that like you know i think i I saw a video from pangea sound right and then uh you know i think it was joaquin he, he played like this anita baker remix mm-hmm. and it was completely slow it was the slow jam right and then all of a sudden like a drum and bass like starts going underneath it i'm like yeah. oh this is where it's going where it's like Let's yeah. let's play with this now. The most obscure shit. Well, now like we're going from double times fast and now we're slowing it completely down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now we're entering this new yeah, zone yeah. of yeah. of drum and bass. And then yeah. I, from there you could probably go into Jersey club and then you right, could yeah, do yeah. all this, you can bring it back to slow. And it's just yeah. these, like, and I'm like, wow, this is so interesting because we're playing with these, yeah. these BPMs and these tempos and these different genres that people aren't fucking with anymore. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and it's to me, I think it's, it's great. I yeah. think what you, what you guys are doing are, you're, and it goes back to what I was saying where I really think you're leading this movement of like vibe. Yeah. You know? And then like as you were making these remixes, you're already creating your sets and your showcases yeah. to be vibes. Yeah. Right?
2: Because like how I build my sets are, I'll, I want it to be majority of all my stuff. So yeah. I'll take the ones that I know I'm going to play, mm-hmm. throw it in the folder, and then I'll just start to fill them out wherever it needs to like fit in yeah and then i'll play the set and if i'm playing someone else's edit and i feel like oh that's like like a good sample or whatever uh later on i'll might flip that same sample and use something else this way i can take out that person not that it's like bad but like i'll take it out and then i'll replace it with mine so like eventually you're just gonna hear all me right and that was always the goal for me um just to get my what i do and what what people like Mm -hmm. what i do so like to hear it actually live to this point where i can just play
0: it's it's interesting i was like having conversations about you with like different people some new york motherfuckers some west coast motherfuckers and like you know i i I didn't know you were from new york yeah and then it's like and then when i found out you were from new york i was like trying to find where you dj in new york yeah and then like i talked to like some new york dj's and they're like yo essentially don't work out here you don't work out here you know how you <laughs> yeah, know how dj's yeah. are yeah 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 you know yeah. i'm like oh so like in my head i always thought you were like a working dj no, and you no. and you were like a club dj yeah yeah and then it was and then obviously i saw you on the west coast more yeah and then i was just like oh this is like and then it was just such a perfect marriage yeah. with yeah. you and all these vibes that are popping off yeah. on the west but why do you think that, I guess, why do you think New York doesn't have those events or platforms or,
2: you know? Do I don't, it's weird because I um, I started playing here more like the fat, last few months, uh, yeah, like yeah. the cuffing season stuff. When right, you right. I know that. But that's like a West Coast party. Right. right. It's a West Coast party, <laughs> yeah. right? Which is funny, but yeah. like they try to brand it as a, like an R&B thing. Of course. But. When they put when they have it here, it's not an R and B party. It's yeah. like it's R and B like but you're throwing in like some like, you know, hip hop stuff in right. there. It's like it's it doesn't feel like an R and B. So but I don't the, know if New York is like But that's the same way it is on the West Coast. It's oh, just yeah,
0: it's yeah. just like the the twenty twenty version of an R and B party, throwback mm-hmm. party from yeah. pre pandemic. Post pandemic, yeah. it's an R and B turn up party. Yeah. So like you're expected to drop yeah. like some finito, some Chief Keef, yeah. or like you're expected to have some turn up, but then completely catch everyone off guard yeah. and go back into a slow jam. Yeah. Yep. Which I think is kind of dope. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, you're leaving everything open. Yeah. Yeah. There was r and B party recently I saw and they're playing like I mean a majority of it was almost EDM where it was like you know shooting stars and it was like yeah. it was like and i was like well now this is turning into a regular club yeah. set for me like it's it's yeah. turning to an open format they club got, set gotta a little make bit sure, like t- the r&b party well it's like, like they're, they're, they're playing like econo pop and yeah, everything. yeah, yeah, yeah but, i think it's
2: the singing element it, it was, is yeah. like mm-hmm. i think they just i mean it's not r&b but like if you just sing now it's a sing-along party
0: well, well no but well, you guys are bringing up an important part where these R&B parties are just turning into karaoke parties. Right. Yep, sing-alongs. Right. So it's really like the R&B element is yeah.
2: is is getting pushed back yeah. to this karaoke element. Because I'm started, like, mm-hmm. I, when I first got into, I was like, oh, I'm going to start playing again. i yeah. start traveling. I was so dedicated and obviously playing my stuff, but I was like, I'm just going to do R&B, right? But once I started doing it, didn't really pan out the way how i wanted to be Mm because i think the crowd you know it's there's only so much you could do with like just strictly r&b unless like you can find the right crowd that could that will sing along to every song but i like to do flips i like to do like different like remixes of r&b stuff so and then if you can throw in like a little bit of like a banger that's not an r&b yeah but now it's shifted now for me it's like i love playing you know i love playing like the up-tempo stuff like the bali funk stuff the jersey clubs, club stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I, but it has, still has like a melodic turn like into it like with r&b stuff into it yeah yeah um but i've been throwing in like weird shit like some 41 but it's like a like a, a remix of something else yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know or like tevin campbell but i put like soldier boy dunk the, the instrumental like you know what i mean so <laughs> it's <laughs> it's still the B, but like now people are like dancing to it you know mm-hmm. what i mean but i don't know it might throw people off because maybe like oh, i want to hear like the original but at this point i'm just i'm just going with but it but i think
0: know the know? unpredictability is a part of the fun especially when you're playing it live like yeah, i think yeah. like what you did with pound town and like <laughs> oh boy <laughs> yeah yeah like, I, I think yeah, that's, i play that all the time yeah yeah that's like yeah. a great thing because that that <laughs> the great thing about that song is that i mean <laughs> It's just so fucking vulgar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you kind of made it into like this nice kind yeah. of like well, that's kind always of sexy yeah. joint, right? I love doing yeah, yeah.
2: that because like if it's the most aggressive vocals and uh, right. like the dirtiest shit, and then put it like some R and B beat on it, it's yeah. like it's cool. And the girls like, like,
0: oh shit, I'm out of town. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know <laughs> what's funny, bro?
2: I came home one night, uh,
3: one day, and then my girl kept singing pound town i'm like where'd you she she works in schools i'm like where the <laughs> fuck did you hear this song <laughs> no. she goes well it had the beat from
0: the uh oh boy and, and yeah. i love that song and i was like oh eccentric That's <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great i remember i saw a video of you playing it in san diego i think with you
1: and
2: that was, Miles. That was the first time i played yeah, yeah. it too
0: and i loved that i love that yeah. you were just kind of you threw everyone off everyone was like oh yeah. shit it was like okay you're gonna play yeah. oh boy are <laughs> oh, you gonna be right yeah, yeah, yeah and it was yeah. just yeah or I, I think it just started with i'm going down right so it like, yeah, yeah, oh, it's like oh he's gonna bit. play that yeah. yeah and then it went to pound town it was it was great yeah
2: yeah i remember because i've uh i told miles i was like watch this and then he and i think he has his friend filming it that's why i think that was yeah a yeah. Video. Yeah, yeah and he was like oh he said watch this and then it drops <laughs> and they're like oh. <laughs> So. Is, is it is it kind of like
0: A great feeling too To come to the yeah. west coast And do these parties And like yeah. You said you grew up Around a lot of white people Yeah And now you're kind of Surrounded by more Filipinos, Filipinos and, yeah. and like people of You know is, yeah. Does that feel A little more yeah. Comfortable And knowing that I mean Filipinos Ride for Filipinos yeah, So yeah, much yeah, You know yeah, what I mean yeah, It's yeah, like yeah. It's really It's really a beautiful thing and Yeah How they ride for each other So yeah. I, I'm just Like having that feeling And seeing all your fans And yeah. everyone love you And what Miles is doing, and oh, yeah. and Jules, it's like this whole yeah. Filipino community, Yeah, and then, you you know, everything's going through. Like, yeah. that's got to be a great feeling oh, as yeah. well,
2: right? I mean, it's way different than the EDM world. <laughs> right, right. Where so <laughs> well, you, you, you didn't feel like... <laughs> I didn't, like, nah. You didn't feel comfortable in there. Nah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's nice to see fellow Filipino people. Yeah, it's just it's culture. Just, it's culture. Co- like, yeah, just the culture. Like, yeah. minorities just, like, having a good time, you know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. just... I mean, not to single out white people, but like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's no, nice. I get it. We're <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> from seeing him in the front row to Filipinos. That's me. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's cool though, you know, it's just to get that, that back, you know, that support. So
0: you're going to be moving to the West coast soon. I see it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's nice weather. I think it's time. It's
2: inevitable. Nice weather. Yeah. It's
0: whenever you pull the trigger. I yeah. Think. Yeah. So that'll be great, man. A lot more yeah. happy people. I'm going to fly in early for your gig uh, in San Diego. Yeah. for valentine's day Ooh. and uh i want you know i've never seen him spin so i want to you know Wait, it,
2: I, I think don't. you were supposed to come to that one cuffin, right i think get live was telling me i were was we had you on the list or something right yeah i didn't make it yeah, so I was like, I was expecting you to come, so I was like, all right, <laughs> he's like, he might be back there. So I'm like, okay, I know I didn't make
0: Lurking. it. Oh, I mean, it would have been a great night. Was Get Live was spinning too, right? Was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, guy's man. amazing, bro. He, he's he's amazing. a fucking beast. Yeah. <sighs> I would have, I would have, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I would have got a chance to catch his set and yours. Yeah, but I'm definitely gonna see you in San Diego. Hopefully, this episode will maybe, like, you know, we'll release it so it leads up to your San Diego thing. This week, guys. in San Diego. Yeah, we'll plug it Jules, right now. Jules is going to be like, oh, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, all right, bring I'm them in. Gonna, I'm going to clip this YouTube and <laughs> just, just play this section right the here. The number one Filipino <laughs> <laughs> wedding DJ. yeah, Wedding man. DJ of uh, Jules. Southern California. Southern California. <laughs> I love
3: Jules, man. Shout out yeah, to everybody. And shout out to the West Coast for embracing you, bro, and just letting you Yeah, man. Really yeah. bringing in. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, Power 106 pushing your record
0: hard, and yeah. it was amazing
3: to hear. Yeah, Thank man.
0: Thank you, man. You know, before we leave, I, I want to address that, you know, like there's there's uh, a bunch of DJs or there's a, there's a community. They have another name for you. Do you know what that name is? Hashtag. No. You have no idea? No. They call you egocentric. Ooh. You ever heard that?
2: Who called me that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you making that
0: up? <laughs> nah, man. They say it because... You have this strong persona online, on Twitter. <laughs> do, do I? Yeah. You just Well, you, did, you like went in on motherfuckers. That you go in uh, on motherfuckers sometimes. You're very uh, like, you know, you're very, I mean, it, they know you're not, you know, egotistical. Yeah. No, but they're calling it egocentric because it's like when you, when you talk, you're, 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 you're talking very like confidently. Yeah. Like this is, you know.
2: Like I don't talk much.
0: But when I do, yeah, it matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It matters. But like central. you said, it's like it's almost like that when you said that online persona that yeah, like this this cool person like and now there's just like this other person that's yeah. like yo don't don't fuck with me. I'm not God. the one. It's I'm when the, the New one. York comes out. That's it, Long Island. That New York I'm
2: a nice guy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> me,
0: no, but I'm I'm bringing up egocentric just because of that one tweet that you were going in on Boiler Room DJs. Oh, you remember yeah, that? Oh, but not getting yeah. tagged or something yeah. like that yeah I'm, I'm gonna read the tweet real quick this is another this is the other tweet I was talking All right, about oh this is the other tweet <laughs> another one <laughs> uh oh we're living in a boiler room era where people are getting big from playing other people's edits remixes best believe you better tag us best believe best you believe. better tag us
2: <laughs> um, who is that guy us who make
0: y'all sets fire <laughs> spicy yeah. what, what set you off were you upset
2: I just kept seeing videos uh, like especially not just regular videos but like viral videos of you know i guess like live performances not even just boiler room like when i say boiler room setting it's like uh, i know
0: we know exactly
2: what you're talking about yeah yeah. exactly so so,
0: yeah where the dj is like the star of the show and then you're seeing reactions from the crowd right whether it's behind them or in front of them or whatever Yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah so i kept seeing those and they're playing edits of people not even just mine just other people and then
0: well it's it's always those moments where they're playing a song and then all of a sudden it's obviously an edit yeah and then the the crowd is going oh and then the crowd erupts right and it looks like the dj's doing it live Mm -hmm. right and and there's this kind of unspoken understanding yeah where if they tag the editor. The editor doesn't have to put them on blast saying, you didn't do this live. Right. But if they don't tag the editor, like, then the whole kind of, you know, the illusion falls. I feel like those DJs want a little bit of the illusion that- Yeah. They did it. They did it. They do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 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 Because the crowd doesn't know either way. Like you said, the people don't read,
2: right? They they don't. They don't dig. Even if you put it in plain sight, they're still going to be like, who did this, right? Right. So- for you not to put it off the jump when you know like when it's actually doing numbers at this point right you could at least just say oh this is it might benefit that other person you know what i mean so like why take up all that stuff so that the reason why behind that tweet was i just kept seeing it and And it was your shit or was other it was just other people's stuff even i mean i've saw mine before where it's like those videos where you're sitting in the living room And they're just like bob into the song. Right. And it's like these YouTube videos that are like two hours long. And it's I think it's more of just background music for people to listen to. But I don't know if they're actually like mixing songs, but it's like these people in these settings, they're just playing and they'll play. They'll snip out that one edit. And there was one time where I heard one of mine and I didn't even know until somebody else tagged me. And I look and there's like crazy numbers on it. And it didn't even, like, mention me until I comment something. And I'd be like, like whoa. Or, you know, just, like, put an emoji. And then they realize, oh, shit, he comments. <laughs> so then they put my name right, right after. It's like, it doesn't have to get to that point. Um, but that's the reason why that kind of set off. But the uh, I would say 95% of people were agreeing with me on Twitter. Yeah, I think so. But, like, that uh, was what, 6%, whatever the small percentage were, didn't understand the context of it because I think it started to spread to people that didn't know who I was. Right.
0: Well, that's the thing with the internet and Twitter. Is yeah. That it's gonna it's gonna leak over to a whole demographic of DJs and people that don't know yeah. what the fuck. This is even referencing, yeah, and they start bringing in their own personal world, yeah, to
2: what the fuck you said yeah. has nothing to do. And then they're like, yeah. you sound entitled, blah blah blah. I was yeah. like, I wasn't. Even, first of all, it's not that serious, and second, it's like you're missing the whole point. Of That's where this. egocentric comes from. Egocentrism. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, you know, I like, I apologize for like. I remember, I think you pointed out to so, like I snapped on one, like one of the yeah, girls and stuff like I. That was unnecessary, but it was. I was just trying to get my message across. It was, like, and
4: it wasn't the first time something happened you know what i mean yeah and i am like
2: this stuff happened to me right you know like you're traumatized yeah like like you don't like you don't want this to happen to you like you know you don't want it that's why
0: that's why you're kind of policing it a little bit yeah right
2: and i got i'm not trying to be like the spokesperson for this but like but you are a little bit it happened to me but the thing is is that like
3: spencer tracy giving him credit gave him the Right, the, the, right. The catapult. But
0: then, but like, even what he had to deal with with the guy remaking his mask yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. and yeah. all that—it's just like yo, it's it's fucking—it ruins your whole week. It ru- it's stressful, what? yeah, because it doesn't get fixed in like an hour. Right, it's just carrying over for hours, or yeah. you're waiting for someone to reply. Yeah, you're waiting for a change. You're waiting for all this, and it could be two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like you're stri- you're like literally obsessing about it yeah. in your head. You can't sleep. Yeah. For 48, you know, 72 hours, right? Yeah. And that's fucking, it's, yeah, it's the worst shit ever. Yeah. So, and then all of that angst and anxiety (laughs) is getting thrown to
2: other people. Yeah. But I mean, that was like an inside joke. With all the other DJs, like DJ friends, they're like, "Oh, you got to tag eccentric now." But yeah, yeah. (laughs) really He's gonna go off. You (laughs) make sure you tag him because he's gonna get mad. The (laughs) boogeyman. I was like, really? The editor, boogeyman. I was like, I'm not saying anything anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but I think it's part of. I think it's a part of the thing where there's always gonna people. There's always gonna be people that talk shit, and there's always gonna be people who love you. And yeah. there's always going to be people who love you to who talk shit too just cuz like you know, they want to break your balls yeah. you know but I I feel like there's there's definitely a, a larger percentage of motherfuckers who love and support you
2: yeah. you know 1, it's yeah. evident
0: even when they're calling you egocentric it's just teasing you a little <laughs> bit you know I'm a because guy. they're jealous too they're like oh this motherfucker got a Beyonce <laughs> you know now he's telling motherfuckers off he's shitting on Boiler Room DJs I think it's a good thing I thought it was yeah. funny though that was hilarious yeah cause they're like uh, I was like yeah who are you having on I was like eccentric they're like Oh, you mean egocentric? And (laughs) I was like, like, "Oh, wow!" Wow. (laughs) And I was like, "Oh, I got to tell him about that one." Yeah,
1: (laughs) keep it real. Nah,
0: but yeah. I, I I completely I think it's I think it's all in good fun. So yeah. don't yeah. don't take it like that. Yeah, I don't cool. want you getting on Twitter like who the fuck is calling. Am me might I might go on right now. <laughs> We're gonna start <laughs> yeah. seeing edits no. by egocentric and they're like
3: fuck yeah. you know right <laughs> <laughs> it's on site when I find you it's gonna be hit him up over R and B beat. Yeah. So I yeah. fucked you, bitch.
0: <laughs> I'm like yeah.
2: gonna have to take that out.
0: <laughs> there you go, bro. Take it if I want to send me the You know, before we uh before we uh end this like i'm so i'm so glad you came through you know like and i I know we had to reschedule a couple of times and you know and whatnot i'm so glad you came to on the podcast um i was just wondering you know i like i was we were talking about editors and and producers and remixers and 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 how like you know discouraging it can be to continue to do it you know even uh a, a good friend of mine tondo like you know he he makes he does production but you know he'll sometimes tweet like his progress he'll be like you know i was nothing i was only getting 500 listens and now i'm getting like 1 million or 2 million yeah Yeah. and you know it's like i feel him trying to pump himself up and re-remind himself like yo you're doing great you know like you're doing great because sometimes you think you're doing great and then you see like a david guetta post that he went multi-platinum and you're just like well i'm 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 light years away from that right, 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 <laughs> you know what right, i'm saying right. but yeah, i yeah. love when i see tondo doing that shit because i'm like yo keep going yeah yeah and it's like no one's gonna be there telling you like yo you got two million views now uh, two million streams now when you had like one thousand before
2: yeah yeah. so
0: yeah. when he does it i really kind of love yeah. it because i'm like yeah pump yourself up a little and like remind yourself that you're, you're on the right path yeah but I, i'm kind of wondering what for all the younger producers djs editors out there like, what's the best advice, or what would, how would you advise them to just keep going? And yeah. you know, what's the best thing for them to do? You think?
2: I think it, you just got to be your own cheerleader, you know, because yeah. you you can always have like a support system from others, but essentially at the end of the day, it's going to be you and whatever you need to strive for. So you have to do celebrate those wins, like like you're saying it with your friend. Like for me, I had to like take a look at myself in the mirror and say, you know, this is the reason why I'm here is not by accident at this point. yeah, Like I've done a lot of stuff, accomplished stuff that maybe more than the average person does. So I have to really celebrate those wins. And instead of saying, well, I should have been like this guy, but I'm trying to compare myself. So whatever the wins that you do get, even maybe the smallest ones, you have to just celebrate those. And then just, you got to pump yourself up just the way how that was, because Again, you're gonna get lost. You're never always gonna be on top. I went, mine was a roller coaster. Um, I think I'm going upward. You know, obviously I'm not to where I wanna be yet, but I was way different than I was maybe two years ago. You know, like it's always, every year for me is always has to be a, a progress. So if I could see that in the body of work I did the past year and see that the accomplishments I did and say like, wow. That's pretty good. And I can walk in the room. Because again, again, when I walk in a room, I don't draw the most attention. I could be, you won't even notice I'm in the room. But sometimes, you know, I'll walk in a room and I'll be like a little shy that if there's too many people around, I'll get like a little like anxiety. But in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I bet nobody got this Beyonce record, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's where that egocentric comes from. <laughs> right. right. Like in my head, I'm like, okay. But like, I, i should be here yeah you know what i mean so um but yeah you just gotta pump yourself up yeah and just be your own cheerleader because at the end of the day it's like who's gonna do that for you you gotta do it yourself so
0: i love it the new ep coming out Egocentric. ecocentric <laughs> yeah hit them up just over Mariah Carey B. first single out yeah yo i mean you know please keep us in the loop man you know yeah. On what's going on, and, uh, you know, we're, we're so happy to have you here. And Thank you. thank I appreciate you for it. And, it. And we're actually very excited to see what more you're going to do and what more you're going to bring to the table, and I'll see you in San Diego. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. DJ-centric. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into The Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash Podcast, And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash City. And we'll see you next
1: Wednesday.